And now, introducing the man who's canceled all of his plans and will be locking himself in the attic for tonight's Orioles game, insisting, quote, Kelvin Gutierrez is unimpeded for a starting third base role, and that means the rebuild has officially ended in earnest, unquote. Following the viral discussion of what printers were used for in years past, he was sheepish in his insistence that he had only printed homework and MapQuest directions, and never in his life has he used them to print pictures of Carmen Electra. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Kyle Ottenheimer. We are here with you for the next uh, couple hours or so with much to do on a Tuesday edition of the program. Today's show is brought to you by the Baltimore Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Party, which itself is presented by Miller Lite. Our sponsor is sponsored Go figure. It's going to be an amazing night, Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. You can get tickets for just 10 bucks. That's it, 10 bucks. Which, honestly, even if they didn't have like an all-time low concert thrown in, would be worth it just for the hang. It would just be worth it to go hang out with your fellow Ravens fans, watch the game on the boards, experience all the in-game stuff they always do at the stadium. That alone, totally worth it. But throw in a live performance by all-time low, and it is well worth, in fact, far exceeds the $10 price of admission for this event. Again, get your tickets by going to BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff in order to secure yours today on the day of the event. They go up to 20 bucks. Parking is free. Just going to be an awesome night as you can watch the Ravens-Raiders game uh, to open up the season on the Ravens vision boards. It's going to be a fun time to be at the stadium. See it for the Baltimore Ravens countdown to kickoff party on September 13th, presented by Miller Lite. Coming up on the program today, Dan Hicks is going to join us here in a little bit, of course, uh, the sort of play-by-play voice, if you will, of NBC's golf coverage, as well as swimming at the Olympics. Uh, Dan Hicks will uh, check in to preview the bmw championship which will of course be at caves valley this weekend congratulations to our winners um uh john from little rock he got him for his brother jason so jason was a winner and also matthew was a winner matthew rickman was a winner as well so congratulations to you you will be out at uh, caves valley this weekend for the bmw championship i continue to encourage everyone else even if you're not a massive golf fan the top 70 golfers. By the way, guess who slid in at number 70? Guess Mickelson. who number Phil Mickelson. What do I win? Number 70 on the list. Nothing. What do I win? Nothing at all. Well, um, pat on the back, maybe? Nope, not at all. You win good advice, which is to procure your parking for the BMW Championship ahead of time. Anyway, B- uh, the BMW Championship is this weekend. Top 70 golfers on the PGA Tour. There are still tickets available at BMWChampionship.com. And as I keep telling you, even if you're not a golf fan, and I assure you I am not, not my thing. Just that's fine. It's okay. I'm not disparaging it. It's just not my thing. That's all right. There's a lot of things that aren't my things. Plenty of things that are. I like Ted Lasso. I like Leon Bridges. I like eh, Tai Chi's not really my thing. Either. Krav Maga. No, not really my thing. Hot yoga. No, that's definitely my thing. Absolutely, 100% my thing. Um, I, what you don't know is actually every afternoon I've been turning this office into a uh, hot yoga studio. For the is last, that why it smells like last, that? Yeah. Well, that, there's other reasons why it <laughs> smells like that too, Kyle. It's not the only reason 
why it smells like that, but it is among the reasons why it smells like that. Um, anyway, uh, look, man, things aren't my thing. That's okay. Go out and support it because it's good for the community. BMWChampionship.com, again, in order to get your tickets. We'll talk to Dan Hicks more about it. And I do mean that about parking, by the way. Um, like, I was doing the math for myself because my father and I are going out on Saturday to the BMW Championship, and I was like, so how we do that exactly? And there was... Like, I legitimately wondered if, because I think I I was also offered a media credential. I was mm-hmm. like, did, did that come with parking? Like, can I use that and just and they said, no. be a jerk? And they were like, no. no, no so no, how no, does no. it work? Well, I mean, I, I mean, there might be somewhere I can go to apply for parking because of the media credential, but, like, I'm not really covering the event. But for the I'm normal folk, how does out. it work? So for the normal folk, you got to go to the same website, bmwchampionship.com, and specifically pre-purchase parking. There are other options, but specifically pre-purchase parking. There is some on-site parking, but it's minimal. Like I think we all know the area. There's just not a lot of space there for there to be a lot of on-site parking. So the easiest thing that you can do is purchase what they're calling G-Lot parking, and the G-Lot is the Metro Center at Owings Mills. And so you'll park at the Metro Center, and then they'll just shuttle you over to the BMW Championship and back, which is totally fine. That is, in fact, a, a system that I used. I was blown away. Um, by how good that system was when I went down to the city open in D.C. a couple weeks ago. They had everybody park at the Fila's headquarters. Somebody's headquarters. No, Fila's headquarters up here in Hunt Valley. Who's headquartered down there? Fila's in Hunt Valley? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, Fila's in Hunt Valley. They've always been there. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, really? I mean, it might not be. I don't think it's their only headquarters. I think they have multiple headquarters, but they're in Hunt Valley. I don't remember who it was, but somebody's headquarters are in um, southeast D.C., and so they were just like, park there, and then hop on the shuttle, drop you off right in front of the gate. It was amazing. And that's what the BMW Championship is going to do as well. And so just go to the BMWChampionship.com website, the BMWChampionship.com, and make sure you have purchased your parking pass as well for, because I don't think you're going to be able to park day of the event at the Metro Center. And at that point, what you're going to be left with is rideshare. Like, you're just going to have to Uber over or something like that in order to get to the golf course. So make sure you've purchased your parking. They're also literally shutting down. What is that road right out in front? God, what is, what is that? I can't even remember what the name of the road is right there. But they're literally shutting the road down for to make sure that the shuttles can get in and out. Sure. That are dropping everybody off. So, like, even the rideshare... There's going to be a place sort of on the corner yeah, where you're going to be dropped roll, off. You know? Yeah, it's a whole thing. But they, look, go to bmwchampionship.com. All the information is there if you're headed out there this weekend. Also, later on in the program, we're going to talk to Mike Pereira from Fox, the former NFL head of officiating. We're going to try to figure out about this taunting thing, man. Like, there's just no way that the NFL is really going to stick to this, right? I remember since I ranted about it the first time, there have been like a couple people that came out and said, well, we, we just don't want this. I'm like, who is we? Who is the we that you're speaking of? Because as I said before, this is a great opportunity for the NFL to weed people out the way that other organizations have done regarding other topics. This is a wonderful opportunity to figure out that these people aren't really your fans. They're not. They're not really invested. If what bothers them is players showing emotion, they're just not going to be the people that are going to be invested in your product and spending additional money and watching TikTok videos and all the content that you want to do these days, these people are out. So it's a great opportunity to say, like, if they're particularly bothered by it, go ahead and shove them away. Go ahead and say, hey, we're not for you. That's, that we, we can't capitulate to this 
extraordinarily small group of people that are bothered by players showing emotion. We can't do that. That's insane. But instead, they said, you know, they've got a point. So we're going to talk to Mike Pereira about that because I just can't believe that this is really going to continue throughout the course of the season. Uh, Norfolk Tides pitcher Kevin Smith will check in with us a little bit later on, one of the top uh, 30 prospects in the Orioles system. And also a little bit later on, we will catch up with Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, of course, NFL insider, and a man that got you guys hot and bothered because he went on whatever show he was on. I, I don't know what show. Probably Get For, Out. I think it was it Get Up. Is get that up, what it is? Same get thing. Up. Same thing. He was in the movie yeah, Get Out. Yeah, I don't think he was in the film Alongside Get Out that Daniel I know. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he made an appearance in that film. Uh, get Up is a show on ESPN that I have never uh, spent any time with, but uh, he was on it, and he said uh, the clip, again, I don't know what the setup was, but said underrated player that might be on the hot seat, Lamar Jackson, because he's been told by a number of people around the NFL that they think this is the year that teams figure him out. Whatever that means. We'll talk to him about it. We will talk to him about it. And to be clear, it, it's not – I know Jeremy Fowler is going to say, I'm not saying this. I'm telling you what other people are telling me. Which makes it quite the moving target and makes it very difficult to pin down. My response will be like, but do you not feel a level of responsibility to say this is kind of absurd? Like if somebody in the NFL said – I just don't think Justin Tucker can make a kick this year. Would you go on TV and say that, or would you immediately dismiss it as that being a crazy person? That's that's the only that's the only real like issue I have with Jeremy Fowler. I would like to know more. Like, what was the follow up question? How? Like, how are you going to do this? I tackle him. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. There. Now it's all settled. They just didn't think they should do that in the past. Oh, yeah. This is the year they decided they'd tackle him. Oh, a, I'd give it a try. Fa- it's a fascinating thought. And it uh, it lines up with something. Are you caught up yet on uh, the new season of Ted Lasso? Not at all. I've watched so one I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I watched the first whatsoever. episode. That's good. I'm glad you did that. But I'm watching The Wire, and so... I mean, <laughs> I get it. Like yeah. The Wire's a good show and all, but... Once you get into it, it's like once you pop, the right. fun don't stop. That's you a great know? point. That was right. the tagline once for The you, Wire. I do believe that's yeah. exactly what they said. Because if, if there's any show that we associate with fun, yeah. it's The Wire. Season four particularly. A lot of fun stories. A lot of fun. All sorts of fun. God, I did it. I did the my hit in Kansas City recently, and they were like, um, it, it, they said, somebody, I think, the, I think it was Saran, the host, was like, I'm, I'm watching The Wire again right now. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's cool. But like, it just, it's that frustrating thing that I refer to in the, the column about the BMW Championship where like, <laughs> we've got other things. Mm-hmm. We just have other things here. Don't get me wrong. We like The Wire too. It's a great show. But like, there are other things here, man. We have depth as a people. We have other things to offer. Mostly related to crabs, but still, we have them to offer. It's not just the wire. So there's this scene, and it's it's sort of you. It reminded me of what Jeremy Fowler's like thing that's in the newest episode of uh, Ted Lasso. And I'm not going to give you any. You've already said too much. I'm not going to give you any particular context. Now I know exactly not, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. It's a great point, right? All I'm going to tell you is that uh, Roy Kent is You've doing said too much. Who's already. by the way, Roy Kent in season two has become the greatest character in all of television. You've said too much right, already. Settle, settle down, Chief. 
Settle down. Code names? Stop. Just stop. I'm going to do this. Kent Roy. Roy Kent is doing some TV analysis. He's asked about. Spoilers. Calm down. It's, it's not he a spoiler. He was very much against doing that in episode one. Thank you. Thank you. You're, just stay with it. All right? You'll find out. It's not a spoiler, okay? You said I haven't. You've spoiled it for me. Settle down. Season is ruined. Settle down. I've spoiled nothing for you. He's a TV announcer. Settle down. No, I just said he's doing some TV analysis. Same thing. I didn't. No, it's not. It's not the same thing. Settle down. You are. Sima Donna. Here we go. He's doing. He's asked about what he thinks a a new player who's only 17 years old will do in their debut in the Premier League. And what he says is the most relevant thing that I have heard specifically related to our business in very some time. It's a quote that I think everyone should hear, even if they're not watching this genius program on Apple+. Plus. This is Roy Kent um, talking about the, the, the concept of punditry. I guess I should point out, I think there's some like mild language, but it's for, by Roy Kent standards, it ain't that bad. Matthew Kerr will make his debut. They're calling him the Irish Ronaldo. What can we expect today? Well, I think we can expect to see a commanding performance from the lad. Roy, what do you think he'll do today? I don't know. He's 17. He'll probably have chips for dinner and a wank before bed. Apologies for the language. Boy, I was looking for some insight about how he'll play. I told you, I don't know. All we do is sit around here and guess what a bunch of little pricks are going to go and do out there. Then we come back at half time and we complain because they didn't do exactly what we thought they'd do. We don't know. Of course we don't know. It's the most relevant thing. So many spoilers. Yeah, they're not. I assure you, they he are said, not. Yeah, right? Like I'm, uh, I'm upset. You know, yeah, well, I mean, he gave away what 17-year-olds have for dinner and the fact that they like to masturbate. I understand that. That is quite the spoiler. You've never been 17 before, so I understand why that... 17 going on would, 30. Yeah, right? It's about me. Yeah, some, is it? It's a, it's a new film that yeah. they just uh, worked on. Um, all we do is sit around here and guess. All we do is sit around here and guess. I wanted to hug this man, and it's not even a real person. I don't know who wrote this particular line. I don't know who wrote this particular episode. I don't know any of those things. But all I want to do is find out who it is and thank them for saying the things that I've been trying to tell you for some time. That this thing where you turn on a show and somebody thinks they know what they're talking about, they're insane. Now, you might say, well, then, Glenn, why should we listen to you? Because we try to do things a little bit differently. Well, I know, actually. No, you don't. I know. As I've had to remind you over and over again, we're just saying things for the sake of saying them. I know the Ravens quarterback is Lamar Jackson. You do know that. Thank you. I know that they've got a couple running backs that plan to utilize this season. Yeah, anything else? Both will run for 2,000 yards. Oh, no, you don't know that at all. Although that would be great. May may that prove to be the case. May you end up being accidentally right about that very fact. All we do is sit around and guess. And I get it. If I was willing to do more of that, if I was willing to say silly things, perhaps I could too could be on that popular ESPN show, Get Out. Perhaps I could make that thriller. jump. It's Oh, it's very thrilling. Chilling. No doubt. Oh, no. If you don't see it coming now, do you? Maybe I too could join that the cast of that program. But I can't do that. I refuse use to do that because we're dumbing down society 
Brondo has what plants crave. Brondo has electrolytes. Won't do it. And I get it. We reward that. That, by the way, I was thinking that about that more as I watched the the Rondo. We no, we were talking about the Little Dicky show yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, the biggest the biggest problem with the show is that, and like to an extent, they're 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 telling you it, but they still don't fully grasp it. Is that Little Dicky's the least interesting person here? The only thing that's interesting about him is he's got a, a mangled penis, right? Like yeah. that's all that makes him interesting. He's not nearly he's as a interesting. Talented rapper in, a, like, in a vacuum. In a vacuum, he, he's a capable. He can flow. He's got good lyrics when he wants to. But that, then but this that's, is that's, that's this season's really, more about that, him. But the being show isn't really doesn't really tell you that. The show sort of touches that he's kind of talented, but like not nearly as talented as his hype man is. Not nearly as talented oh, as how you define talented. Like the other guys making the other guys when they let that guy perform in the uh, the car in season two and after the bar mitzvah. I'm just that guy is way better on, than on like lyrical ability and flow. Is what th- I'm talking that's, about. That's that's all well and good. He's not as good. He's not. Well, it's a subjective but, opinion ultimately. But he's but he's not. It's they make that very clear. Like they do. They and that's the entire concept of the show is that like. What really are you? You're kind of silly. You're you're not really all that good. You have not like, really. You haven't finished the season, have you? Maybe, but it's, if we got to a season and a half and they haven't gotten to a point where like these clearly talented, that says something. It's sort and of it's, about it's, that. This season sort of we're getting it, off track. That here. might be the problem with the show. That's fine. Like it might be that the problem. Is, I, I'm not really saying that. I don't know anything about Lil Dicky. I'm the not artist. a Lil Dicky fan I, by report. But, but we're not doing two different things here. The show, what they're telling you is this person isn't worthy of being the centerpiece of a show. He's not that interesting. He's just this sort of vapid guy that that benefited from the internet that like benefited from a bizarro culture where we just reward people who put themselves out there whether or not they're actually worthy of the attention they receive that's what the show has said i can't tell you anything about lil dicky the rapper i don't know that guy it's not my not my world but the show has said that and that's unfortunately the problem with the show like that concept isn't that interesting the other people are far more interesting i want to know more about them this guy i don't need to know anything more about he's not that compelling that's the nature of punditry that's the nature of what we do we just want to be loud be loud get attention say things for the sake of saying them the thing that i always yell at kyle about just say them if you do that, we'll elevate you. It, it's irrelevant whether you have any clue what you're talking about. It's irrelevant whether or not it's it's beneficial to the world in any way. Just say things. Say more. That's what we do. That's the nature of this. And I don't know when that epiphany struck me, how many years ago it was, that it like hit me upside the face that offers no value to society and I get it again I know why it is that I'm sitting in this room because I can't do that because I can't just say things for the sake of saying them I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl this year I mean I have a pretty good guess who's not I don't think the Jets are winning the Super Bowl I don't think the the Jaguars are winning the Super Bowl but I don't know and no one else does either. And we just say things. Like the Browns are going to win 10 games this year for the sake of saying them. They probably will. Thank you, Kyle. They might. They might win them this year. Or their quarterback might get hurt. Or they just might not. Because 
said probably. I didn't guarantee. I mean, it. I don't even know if probably. I don't even. Who they knows? Go ten and seven, they'd be disappointed probably. I I think a lot of people would be disappointed at that point. We just say things. That's all we do. All we do is sit around and guess. That's it. So we attempt to tell stories instead. We attempt to do things that aren't sitting around and guessing. We attempt to shine light on other stories within local sports that are worthy of it. We do our best in that department because sitting around and guessing is offering nothing to society and you should block that nonsense out. Stop watching it. Maybe it goes away. Today's show is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Here's a great story. The BMW Championship is coming to town this weekend. Round one is on Thursday at Caves Valley. If you can't make it out, and I don't know why you wouldn't be out there, as I keep telling you, even if you're not a golf fan, it would be really wise to try to support this event if you can so we can get more of them. But if you can't make it out, you can, of course, watch the BMW Championship first couple of days on Golf Channel and then over the weekend on NBC. Joining us now, he is, of course, the host for all of NBC's coverage and play-by-play voice extraordinaire. He is Mr. Dan Hicks, and he's with us again here on GCR. Dan, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. My pleasure, guys. Can't wait to get to Baltimore. Leave uh, bright and early in the morning. So uh, I'll take the short drive and uh, be at K's before you know it. Looking forward. It's going to be a great weekend. Dan, before I get into this weekend, can we just talk? I I know Rowdy's going nowhere, and we don't want him going anywhere because he's, he's a <laughs> delight. He is a joy. But how seamless was our guy Michael Phelps in stepping in and hanging out with you guys this summer? Like, my oh, God, Baltimore how good was bullet. he? Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's, uh, he's, good. he's pretty good at swimming, so he knows a little he's bit about okay. what he's talking about with 28 medals, 23 gold. You don't need me to uh, tick them off. But he's, um, you know, you never know even how great an athlete can be, how the transition's going to be when they do television and when the things are moving quickly. We knew he'd be good in the studio with Mike Tirico, which he was. But getting out to a live event and watching it happen and being able to kind of get in and out with 12-second snippets and do your thing and still relate to the audience about all the great knowledge that he has, I thought he did a tremendous job. I mean, we've known Michael since he was 15 years old, and the guy's just uh, hes awesome. So uh, it was great to have him with us. Uh, it, was, it was really a joy, and, and you guys do such a wonderful job. And we've obviously we've been particularly inclined to, to be there with you guys for the last two decades That's of right. watching yeah. Michael well, Phelps thank swim. You. Thanks and, for and saying it, that. Rowdy's as good as it gets. No, he's, he's, he's passion. I mean, no I, question. I've said it a million times that Rowdy and Michael Phelps are the two biggest influences, influencers on the sport of swimming ever. Uh, those two guys combined. No, no doubt about it. And we had another uh, great, unique local story as uh, Hartford County's own Chase Kalish finally came through and, yeah. and got the gold yeah, good medal. Buddy of, good buddy of uh, yep. you know, kind of Michael's little bro, so to speak, right? Yep. It was great to see him. That started off the you know the whole American um, medal count uh, at swimming. And it was I think it was the very first gold medal for, yeah. the, for the U.S. Yeah. Uh, team at the entire Olympics. So uh, Chase was great. Jay Livelin finished with the silver. It was a great way to start. All right, so let's talk about this weekend, uh, Dan. I guess could could you start for people? But I know you you want everybody to watch you guys on NBC, but for people that that are here that maybe are like, I tune in for the Masters. I tune in when you guys do the U.S. Open. Like I'm I'm a casual golf fan. 
Can you, you guys exp- like you, Glenn? Is that yeah? Is that that's it, it's amazing. That you, it's like it's like <laughs> you're looking right it. at me, Dan. <laughs> rumor, rumor has it, Glenn, that you're not the most. Uh, I am you know, not. You're not the biggest golf fan. Of the I, world, I don't know so. where you heard that. I have no idea. I, I have no idea, but no, it's out there. I just want to let you know it's that in that the it's clearly out there, it's and we're here to kind of try to change that in Baltimore. And, and I want to make so. this very clear. I, I but I think this is a great weekend, even for guys like me. And, and it's not just because I want to support the event. It's not just because I want there to be, you know, major events in our city that have great economic impact. It's because if you're, if you're an, you know, an, a casual golf fan, this is the field for you, right? Like, this is, th- these are the guys that you're watching in those tournaments. Yeah, I, I think if you're on the fence about the sport and you want to just kind of check it out or thinking about going to caves and checking it out, this is the time to do it. I mean, I, I think it's the first PGA Tour event there in some 60 years or whatever. So you've got that, you've got that aspect of it that you don't know when the next time's going to come around. Plus, you've got a limited field. You've got 70 guys. So this is going to be great viewing. You've got the best players in the game. The guy's playing the best right now. Um, Tony Finau won for the first time in a long time. He's number one on the FedEx Cup points list. Jordan Spieth, on and on and on. Phil Mickelson squeaked in there. Yeah. So. It's a great viewing golf course, too, and I think with a limited field of 70 guys, you're not going to be, you know, trying to figure out a viewing sight line, or you're, you're going to be able to watch a lot of players in an intimate kind of atmosphere. Dan Hicks is with us. Of course, he'll be heading up all the coverage for NBC of the BMW Championship this weekend out of Caves Valley. Dan, and the other thing that jumps out at me, and I'm talking to the folks out at Caves, is I, there's every reason to expect there's going to be scoring this weekend, too. Like, it's not just like that it's the, the best golfers in the world, bar none, um, but that like we, we should be seeing them post numbers and create the type of exciting golf that, again, I think is good for the casual fan of the sport that ne- doesn't necessarily want to see guys flip out and you know, the, the U.S. Open style where you might uh, you know, win at, right. at plus four or something like that. It's... Yeah, well, you mentioned the Masters earlier, and one of the reasons why the Masters, besides just the way it looks and the, you know, the, the, where it comes in the golf calendar, is that there's you know, birdies abound. And it's people, people are entertained by that. So I think you're going to see that at caves. I, I can't wait to see the golf course. So I can't comment directly specifically about how it's going to play, but I know it's probably soft. You guys probably got some significant rain there Mm -hmm. and it's probably going to be there for the taking. It's not the longest golf course out there. I don't know what the rough is like right now uh, or how high they're going to grow it, but I think you're going to see guys score. And that, you know, from a golf standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, People love to see birdies and eagles rather than, you know, guys chopping out and, you know, struggling. I think there's a time for that in the golf calendar, like the U.S. Opens and other championships that they stage. But uh, I think there are going to be birdies flying at the BMW, no doubt. Dan, what are the most compelling – you know, you mentioned Finau getting the win yesterday in the playoff. And I I feel like John Rahm has become this, like, embraceable figure over the last couple of months because of how he handled everything and and not whining and complaining after he tested positive. And it made him sort of easy to root for at that point and I think got him – among casual golf fans, a new group of people that wanted to see him succeed because of how he handled himself. C- can you give me a couple of other like storylines to you that are particularly compelling heading into the BMW? Yeah, I think you hit on a couple there. and Those guys just happen to be the number one and number two on the, on the points list right now. Finau is one of the great guys. And you hear this a lot you know, from golfers and people that cover it. There's a lot of great guys out there. But Fino, Finau is really a quality guy who got his first win in like 143 events. It's just his second win. And he's been up there 
high in the world rankings for a number of years. So it'll be very interesting to see with that first win in a long, long time, if he's going to kind of calm down on the weekends when it really matters and if he's going to be able to maybe win another event um, you know, in the last two here and put himself up there for the $15 million payday at Eastlake. And then you got Rom, who you mentioned, I think is a great story, and I, I couldn't agree more. He kind of came off as, I don't want to say a hothead, but he kind of came off as a guy that had a hard time kind of suppressing his, his temper at times, and I think it got the better of him. He realized it changed, and so he's the number one ranked player in the world. So he's obviously going to be a storyline. You know, another guy to watch is a guy that's come back a long, a long way, and that's Jordan Spieth. He's, mm-hmm. you know, top ten in the standings. He's a, a crowd favorite. I know he's a Under Armour guy in your area yep. there, and has played the golf course uh, numerous times. So he'll probably have a local kind of following there. And then, you know what, Bryson DeChambeau uh, is. Uh, hmm. He's interesting wherever he's polarizing, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's really he's an interesting guy. I think I think he's brought fans into the game. Um, by by just the the way you talked about it, polarizing. I think there's a lot of people that you know, frankly, don't really like him. Uh, I think he's said some things that have been obviously questionable out there. He's the non-vaccinated PGA Tour player out there who's gotten a lot of people riled up with his comments about that specifically. And uh, it, it's yeah, you know, there's so many other great players. It's, there's too many to mention. Which is going to be a real horse race coming down here with Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley. Harris English has won, you know, twice this year. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Phil Mickelson can inch his way into Eastlake, but it'll be a, a long shot for him at number 70 on the list right now. How close is Colin Morikawa to being, like, a true at breakout superstar? He's already got the two majors. And, I, you know, I know he's he's maybe a, a little bit less out there than some of the other guys are on tour, and, and maybe that's part of the problem as far as his star is concerned. But he seems from afar – really likable how close is he to becoming sort of a, a a superstar a transcendent figure that maybe the casual fan might tune in to watch play i think he i think of all the young players out there i think tom morikawa has the most potential uh, not only from his game he's the best iron player in the world i think i think he's the most consistent iron player in the world he's proved it uh you know he's won twice this year he's got two majors as you said he's 24 years old but I think it's funny, you know, my wife, my wife, Hannah, is, uh, you know, works at ESPN, works, works mm-hmm. at NBC Sports for a number mm-hmm. of years. She's a casual golf fan. I would probably put her in the same maybe category as you are. The okay. only reason she watches maybe is to check, check out what I'm doing from time to time. <laughs> but she has mentioned on more than a couple of occasions, she goes, I just love this Carla Morikawa guy. She's like, you know, he's good looking. He's smooth. He's, he seems like a really nice guy. Right. So, He's got all that going on. He, his speech that he made when we did the Open Championship at Royal St. George's was like, you got to be kidding me. This kid's 24 years old. He handled himself like, you know, this seasoned veteran who'd been doing it for 20, 30 years. So it comes natural to him. He doesn't have to manufacture, you know, some guys get out in front of the media and they don't really enjoy it. So they kind of act like they're enjoying it. You know what I mean? So they sure, kind of sure. give a little bit of an act, I think. His is all genuine. And so I think of all the young stars out there, he really has a chance, as you said, to be you know a little bit transcendent. Not Tiger Woods, because I don't think we will ever see anybody like Tiger in our lifetime again. But I think he has the chance to really carry this sport, along with John Rahm, uh, who I think has, is probably 
in Morikawa's, uh, you know, range as far as I got it that has the capability of winning multiple major championships. I, I, as, as you know, I'm a casual golf fan, Dan, and I'm not trying to plug your, <laughs> your competition, but, like, I, I saw a sit-down that he did with Wojciechowski on ESPN before the U.S. Open, and it was, like, him and his girlfriend, and I was just like, man, this guy seems to yeah. have it all together, you know? Like, it just seems like the type of guy that you want to root for and that you're genuinely happy for their success. And I, I yep. sort of felt something about Morikawa in that way. Dan, before I let you go, if I could, um, you know, one of the storylines that I'm, I'm promoting is what this could mean for Baltimore moving forward. And I know that the BMW is going to be in Delaware next year and that after that, there's a lot that are available. Um, knowing the sport that, that you know it, like, do you get a sense for how important like this weekend could be for the future of significant events in Baltimore that like the way that our city is portrayed um, on, on NBC this weekend in front of a huge audience and the live crowd that's out there. Do you, can you, can you speak at all to what that could mean? I know you don't have inside information about plans, but hypothetically what that could mean for, for golf and major events perhaps in our future at Caves Valley. I don't think there is uh, any doubt that this is a huge audition, so to speak, for Caves in Baltimore and the PGA Tour. Uh, don't underestimate how closely the PGA Tour is going to be watching this. Obviously, they had a lot of faith in Caves in the area by awarding it a FedEx Cup playoff event. This isn't just a regular tour event. This is a big deal. So you've got the biggest stars in the game there. You've got the golf course, as you said, being on network television, and hopefully we're going to showcase it as best as it can be shown. But I think also, I think Caves has, has the it factor. I think it's going to look really good on television. We did, I've done a couple of events there in the past, but it's been a long time. We did like the 2002 U.S. Senior Open there years ago, and it just showed really well on television. Some golf courses show really well, and Caves does. So just depending on how, you know, you're going to get a lot of comments from the players. That's going to be very important, what they think of it, how they think of it as a golf course, and how good it is, and how worthy it is of a, of a FedEx Cup event on the PGA Tour. So uh, by the end of the weekend here, it's, you're going to really get a better idea of, of Kay's performance and if the PGA Tour is going to have designs on bringing it back. Because believe me, if, if it's a big hit on all the areas that I just talked about, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, that I think there'll be another event at, at, at Caves in some way, shape, or form down the road. Well, we'd, we'd be in favor of that. We love the idea of big events and, and more economic impact for our city. That is a good thing. At, yep. at Dan Hicks NBC on Twitter and Instagram, that's how you follow him. And, of course, all throughout the weekend, as I mentioned, Thursday and Friday on golf and then Saturday and Sunday on NBC, you will be seeing a lot and hearing a lot of Dan Hicks throughout the course of the weekend. Dan, I uh, really appreciate it, uh, despite the fact that you knew that I'm not the, uh, the, the, the number one A1 golf fan, that you took this time anyway. That means a lot. Really appreciate you doing it. Enjoyed the conversation. Look forward to seeing you out there this weekend. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah, my pleasure, Glenn. If you see me, if you do make it out there in person, I will be hello. there. I so, promise you right. I will be there, and I will figure out a way to come over and say hello. Dan, right. thank all you, right, sir. Good. Dan Hicks from NBC, of course, uh, phenomenal broadcaster. Uh, he was referencing his wife, Hannah Storm. I think a lot of fans of Hannah's in the world. Um, and uh, he's, he's just really good at what he does. And uh, no doubt he will do a tremendous job uh, with this event this weekend. And I cannot encourage you enough to spend some time out in Owings Mills and continue to embrace the opportunity that's ahead. As we found out, the, the, they got way more volunteers than they even needed. And by the way, I found out more about it like 
I think that it actually might be costing people. Like, I think you had to pay and to get into the volunteer program, and yet they still had an overwhelming response to what it is that they needed this weekend from those people. My so, girlfriend's dad is one of the volunteers. Do you know what he's doing? Do you have? He's golfing. No, he's, they put him in the tournament. Wow, <laughs> remarkable. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like a. Uh, it's like when you start a new town after um, to like the end of a society, and there's only like a hundred people left, and they say, "All right, well, you're, you're the, the dentist doctor, now." Yeah. yeah, correct. No, I think I might have a chance to go Friday. I don't know how it all would work. I don't because we would be ending the show at noon, and it probably starts earlier than that, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, it's gonna go until it gets dark. Like it's gonna go till like six o'clock, so you'd you'd have plenty of time to get over there. And I like I I don't know about you. I'm I don't have eight hours in me of doing anything. It's not just being at a golf tournament. I don't have eight hours to stay at the same place. I'm, I'd never do that. So, like, my father and I are talking about that for Saturday because we're going over, and I'm like, what time do you want to go over? And he's more of an early person than I am. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't care about being there when the day ends. How, do you, how like, does it determine where you are placed? Like, do you just choose the hole you're going to stand at? Well, it depends on what kind of – one, it de- yeah, I mean, if you've got just grounds access, yes, yeah, so you can just go to whatever – wherever you want to go. And some people will just gravitate to the, towards the 18th hole, mm-hmm. particularly on Sunday. Right, of course. But – if you're not there on Sunday, it kind of doesn't matter, right? Like, just pick a hole and camp out there. Or if you want, the the people that are golf fans like walking along, like they like sure, picking, following people, picking whoever their favorite golfer Drew is. Drew Forrester, and, if you will. Correct. If you want to, well, you mean following Drew yeah. or yeah? I don't. I mean, I don't think he had a huge crowd with him for the Senior Open. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, a lot of people will do that where they just like pick their favorite golfer and they'll walk along with them throughout the course of the day. I, I, I my father and I are more likely to sick and plunk down. Correct. And I think I like, he's excited want to find some shade and he's, just chill, you know, he's genuinely excited about mm-hmm. it. Like I, and, and this is not something that I expected given my father's age, given that like my, my kids aren't going to be there with us. And that's normally half the reason why he wants to go to anything anymore is like, he doesn't care about you. Like, if I said, hey, Dad, do you want to go to a baseball game? He'd be like, mmm. The, the boys would like to go take you to a baseball game. He's absolutely. And then he won't care if we don't even watch any of the baseball game. He just wants to be there with the boys. Sure. So I said, Dad, do you want to go out to this golf tournament? Like, he didn't even know it was happening. By the oh. way, thanks for listening to the show, Dad. <laughs> that was another. Like, I called him. I'm like, hey, man, you know the BMW Championships next week? He's like, what? Really? What? What is that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh boy! I guess Dad's watching Get Out too. <laughs> that doesn't come out yet. I don't think. Guess that's well. No, not right. Thank you. Thank you. I meant T O O, but I understand what you did there. Not bad. Mike, uh, um, that's not a good sign. Not a great sign of where we are. I said, yeah, the the PGA. It's going to be out in, at Caves. I'm like, do you want do you want to go? He's like, absolutely. Really? You, okay. It's just going to be you and I. Like, yes. So I think he's excited. He's always been more of a golf fan than mm-hmm. I am. He's a golfer. Um, but I don't know that he has, like, a favorite golf. I think he'll want to watch Phil Mickelson because I think it's, like, the old guy thing. Sure, of course. So I think, like, once we find out on Saturday, like, what time everybody's playing, like, if he finds out that Phil Mickelson's playing in the morning. How does Oyster House teeing off? Uh, I don't know that Ricky made this field. You're kidding. I don't know that he did. I'm not going. I don't know that he did. 70 guys in the field. Hang on a second. Let me pull it up He's got to be time. top 70. I don't know that he is, dog. Oh, come on. I don't on. know that he is. You got to settle down you over gotta there. You got to be kidding me. Um, he. Oh, you know what? He did. He did <laughs> make the field. Sorry. He did Told make you. the field. I would have bet he on it. He did make the field. So you're good. You can go check out your boy Ricky's Oyster House. I think I'm. Have you seen Cam Smith's hair? I'm kind of in on him. 
And I'm in on this dude, Harry Higgs. He seems kind of nuts. So I'm in on him, too. All right. I'm in on those guys. I'm familiar with neither. I, look, man, it's it's not my world, but I'm I'm dipping my toes into the waters, just trying to be a golf. In fact, I'm doing I'm making such an attempt that I watched the end of the tournament yesterday just to, like, feel like I was, like, part of it because I know we were going to be doing golf stuff on the show this week. Like, I watched the end of Tony Finau and – Cameron Smith battling down the stretch. John Rahm Did Drew get the down, restraining you know. order lifted in order to go? Or? Uh, well, no, Nance isn't going to be there, so he's okay. okay. Right. Yeah, this is an NBC event. This Fair isn't enough. CBS, so he's fine. Like, it's, totally, it's totally cool. Window Nation's offering you a great deal this month. All August long, they're celebrating their 15th year anniversary, and all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free or buy two windows and get two free. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Coming up in just a little bit, Mike Pereira from Fox. We'll talk to him about taunting. The NFL's cracking down on it. But they're not really, right? Like, this isn't going to linger into the season. Right? Right? Talk to Pereira about that. And uh, get some of your responses this morning as well. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. But less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
as one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Uh, we need to put our buddy uh, Banks from Barstool on because he's also, on top of being their Ravens guy, he's their like, resident golf guy, and so this is a huge like home weekend for him. And um, he said it a little bit different. He got a bit more to the point than I did about uh, why it's important to get out there this weekend. He said, hey, guys, I just want you to know that if you're not coming out to Caves this week, the show that Baltimore can support big-time sporting events, that I hate you and you're a bad Baltimorean and you should feel bad. I didn't quite go that direct, but I don't disagree with the sentiment uh, that is expressed there that, like, if you can't – and I, I always give those caveats. These tickets are not free. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are with your your safety and the whole COVID situation. And those things matter. And I don't try to pretend like they don't. It's like when people bitch about attendance at other sporting events. Like, the tickets are not free. It's it's just me saying, if you can, if you have the ability to, if you're in a place where you're not, you know, you're vaccinated, you're not at much risk, all of those things, it will be really good to support this event because of what it could mean moving forward. That's I don't have hate in I my keep. heart. You don't have hate in your heart? Yeah. Mm, I don't think that's true. I've met you before. I, I think there's any. a lot of hate there. I don't have I any. I think there's a lot there. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right. Uh, this is from, from Derek. Derek Jeter. says, I don't think it's Derek Jeter because he doesn't spell it the same well, way. Well, wouldn't Derek Jeter do that to try and get people Throw off us his off scent? the scent? Yeah. That's not a bad point. It would be very Jeter-like of him to do. Yeah, Jeets. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Derek, Derek says, Glenn, did you see the Ravens don't have any wide receivers today? Oh, no, they have six. Uh, today, I don't think they had them. I think they have six. I don't think they had them. Well, they had 12 and six were out. Yeah, but I don't think they have all 12 anymore. I don't think they're all on well, the roster. I think a few one. of them got cut. I think Devin Duvernay is still healthy. Is he? Are you sure? That's one thing we can say about it. Are you sure that he's still healthy? 
You see, the Ravens don't have any wide receivers today. I know you were talking last week about Tim Patrick. Is there a point at which you feel as though they are forced to do something because of the lingering injuries? I No, there isn't, Derek, just because... And I, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter doing the bit where, like, yeah, remember when Brashad Perriman was just going to be out for a day? The only guy that we know is going to miss time, and we still don't even know how much time it's going to be, is Bateman. That's the only I one. I saw he was still he's, – he's able to walk and do light right. jogging. And right. I don't know if you want to call what he was doing jogging, but you know. But, like, but that, that, I, it's the only guy that we know that it's – There's been no indication there's been any setbacks or reason to think the timeline is not the timeline. Right, but that still involves him missing time. That still involves him missing Nowhere. games, at least game. It still involves him not being there for September 13th. But that's the only one. And while that's a huge bummer, don't get me wrong, it's a it's a massive bummer, it's not one guy missing a minimal amount of time is not what requires you to reconsider what you're looking at at the position. Now, if it becomes more than that, if we find out that some of these other things are going to linger on into the season, then yes, clearly the Ravens would be forced to reconsider at that point. It it They can't start the year with... Was it Benjamin Victor and Deion Kane? Duvernay would be their number one receiver at this point. Stop. I mean, like, I get what you're saying, but, you know, I'm trying to purposely do a bit. Like, they can't have nobody at wide receiver. I, it's not, I'm not trying to knock Devin Duvernay. This isn't me attacking him. It's me saying... He would win. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's a solid observation on your part. Yeah. It's a great, your great... Your hands are great. not fast enough. You don't know that, actually. You know, you know a lot of things. You don't know how fast my hands are. I'll take you. Have no, you have take no you admitting clue. I know a lot of things. You have no clue. Eh, eh. You I, said it. Those I are do, your words. I do immediately regret that. You're right. I do immediately regret that. But no, it's not, it's not a requirement. And the same thing to... Uh, Jeff, Jeff said, uh, hard not to be excited when I hear all of the reporters talk about the catches that J.K. Dobbins is making in practice. Ryan Mink was going on about a catch that he made yesterday. Today, Jonas Schaefer was raving about a real wheel route that he ran. Um, We were told he looked like a very capable receiver during last year's training camp as a rookie. Now, that's not to say he hasn't improved and right. they might not I be planning on utilizing him in different ways and doing more, but he still needs to learn how to block as well. So we don't know that that has been I just don't, fully... I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't... I don't... This is why... I said, keep trying to... Mm. I don't pay attention to any of it. None of it. Zero. No offense to anybody. I don't pay attention to it. When they play the Raiders... I'll see what J.K. Dobbins does as a pass catcher. Sure. And if he doesn't do anything, that doesn't guarantee that he can't do anything in the future. And if he does a lot, it doesn't guarantee that he's going to be that guy the rest of the season. But it'll be something to react to. I'll be able to react to an actual game against another NFL team that's trying. There was a lot of, like, anointing of Jameis Winston last night going on on Twitter. He probably should be the quarterback over Taysom Hill. Should have always been the quarterback. If those are your two options... If your two options are Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill to be your starting quarterback of an NFL team and you're trying to win, then yes, Jameis Winston would be my choice. But the notion that anything that you saw last night because the game, the game, quote-unquote, was on television mattered or was a story. I mean, there were people doing wild bits like, this is proof that the Saints might be better off than they were with Drew Brees. Well, maybe they will be. 
I'm not trying to tell you that that's a sure thing that they won't be, but it won't have a damn thing to do with what happened in a preseason game last night. I'll probably venture a guess. None of that is matters. Michael Thomas would need to be healthy for that as well. Uh, everybody was raving about Marquez Callaway. Maybe he's worth a late-round flyer in fantasy football. Uh, by all means, I'm not telling you you can't take a flyer on Marquez Callaway while Michael Thomas is hurt and presuming that— they got to throw to somebody. And correct. And went to the locker room, so, you like, know— I, th- I'm not telling you don't do it, but th- we get because the games are on TV because we got nothing else to I was watch. To see a little uh, on a Monday uh, sunshine night. action, you know. God bless you if that's what you want to do with your life. Go for it. Well, what not, else was on? I, I, whatever that. But that's the point. There was nothing else on, so we're all paying attention to this thing, and we lose context. How about them trying to make this into a quarterback My controversy God. in Jacksonville. Oh, are they? I don't. They were like, and there's two quarterback battles on each of well, these teams. Well, in fairness, that's 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 what Urban Meyer has been saying all along. I He's been you. declaring it a competition. How crazy I, would it I, be? I, I'm very aware. There's, there's pl- Trevor Lawrence is their quarterback. Trust me, I'm very aware of that. Um, but that, to be fair, that's what the coach is saying, and that's what the storyline has been in the Jacksonville media. Urban Meyer's never so, been one to be dishonest. Well, in fairness, what what was he dishonest about? He was like, I'm, I can't coach anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're right. What, a, what an awful, wretched person. I got to leave is. Florida. What a wretched person he is because. My heart. He, I'm going to go coach at Ohio no, State no, now. No one has the right to decide they want a different job. Agreed. Great point. Great point. Agreed. Uh, so you're never going to leave this job, ever. Um, you're never going to take another job. Well, I can't say that for sure, but I don't have a heart problem. Oh, it's, oh okay. Yeah, my yeah. heart's healthy. Got it. Got it. I see what you've done here. Gar- you are garbage. <laughs> You are just the worst. There's no hate in my heart, Glenn. No, none at all. Just <laughs> Not a even tiny a little bit. bit. For Urban Meyer. Oh, just a little bit yeah, for Urban Meyer. Smidge. Other than that, there's no. I hate. will always love. There's no seeing hate in your heart. Pizza whatsoever. on a golf cart alone. Yeah, you know. Trust me, I, we've all enjoyed that photo plenty. There's no no debating that. Um, but this is what we do. We we lose context. We lose the ability to say this is irrelevant because we're watching it and because we want to believe that anything that we watch matters because we're not able to just say. This is pointless. We shouldn't be watching this. There's got to be a better way for us to spend our time. You could have been watching Ted Lasso last night I'm instead not of gonna, watching that. Look, I'm you not going to get the carriage in front of the horse here, Glenn. What? Watch what? The What's Wire. <laughs> Wait a second. So you can pause watching The Wire. I watched one watch, episode. And I was I literally was about to use the term SHIT. Like I was about to say an SE football game. I was just about to say it. Well, you could you can pause the wire to watch that, you but know you how can't it is pause you, it like, watch to watch a great with your significant other. situational comedy. You know, it's one of those bits. Where you watch them with your significant other, and if you were to watch it alone, there'd be problems. Oh, so you're watching Ted Lasso with her. Yes, also. And so you and she's also you, watching the wire for the you first time. With her last night. Uh she left around like eight something. Okay. So, like, we're watching The Wire. Uh-huh. She's very in on The Wire. Uh-huh. And has really no interest in watching anything other than The Wire right now. Right. So, we'll watch The Wire. So, then how did you watch the first episode of Ted Lasso? I'm like, hey, you want to watch Ted Lasso? And she's like, fine. Okay, but then at that point, it sounds like you need to be able to say to her. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get involved. I want to make this very clear. I don't like being involved in my own relationship. So, Lord knows, I don't want to be involved in yours. But I feel like at that point, I you say, it. if you're not going to have the fervor for this, if it's just... It's not that she's not in on it. If your appetite for Ted Lasso is... is it's not like that. Like We also watched the first episode of Reservation Dogs. The yeah. Who uh, poked in at uh, that. She's not that in on it. She's like, you can watch uh, that alone. She still wants to watch Ted Lasso. Right, but but like, I'm also okay with waiting until all the episodes are available to be watched. So I'm not like you know putting up a fuss. You're watching Jameis Winston. Well, you saw the hip thing. He certainly knows how to shake his hips. There's I also was eating some nice uh, farmers market green beans. They were delicious. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. They were great. They were great. And uh, I, I mean, I, that sounds way better than watching preseason football for what it's I worth. I have this thing where it's like, I don't save vegetables. I don't throw them away. I, I'll eat the entire oh, yeah. thing. Whatever we prepare for the night, I'm not I'm not keeping. Like I'll, I'll go back in and say, I'll just finish the zucchini. I like will do an entire baking sheet covered yeah. in green beans, mm-hmm. and I'll just eat them all. Yeah, well, I mean, like, we... It's, you got a family, so it's a little Yeah, different. but, like, the kids don't eat many of the vegetables. Aware, yeah. And then the wife and I... Like, the wife will have her share, and then I'll have my share, and then there'll still be, like, a share's worth mm-hmm. sitting in the bowl. And I'll say, babe, we need to eat the rest of those zucchinis. And she'll be like, well, I don't want any more. I don't know what vegetable... Artichokes are ones you can put in the fridge and reheat, and that's fine, because it's, like, a whole... You got to... Really, it's a process to eat it. Yeah, but, no, like... probably... I don't know I, what I would vegetables never, are improved. I would never. I don't think I would ever reheat Reheated. a vegetable. I would just eat them cold if I were to eat them again. I wouldn't Eventually, reheat yeah. a vegetable. I got some that beets. wouldn't be a thing. I do love beets. How actually. do you go I'm about? You got to you roast them and then you you cool them, right? You yeah. Put them in the fridge. Yeah, one hundred percent. Also, really underrated. Making beet soup, dog. It is very I a, good. I had a, an acquaintance. I call him a friend. He's a loose, mm-hmm. loose friend. Not mm-hmm. you know. You don't have to lie, friends. Kyle. He made a crazy beet dip. A beet yogurt dip. A beet with dill. yogurt dip. With dill. I'm listening. I would subscribe it to the newsletter. very good. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. But I had a crazy but smoked beet salad in Philly. Oh, I nice love a goat beet. Cheese. I love a beet salad. I'm going to get some oh. goat cheese to, to, oh. to, to, to throw in God, with my beets. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I've got oh, some heirloom, some heirloom tomatoes. Some heirloom tomatoes. Sounds yeah. good. Get I don't know what any of this has to do with Jameis Winston. I don't know how it's we more got about there. Ted Lasso. But I think it started with J.K. Dobbins. It's just the point that I'm trying to make that, like, I don't. You can't get me to care about any of this until it happens in a real football game, until it happens when a team is trying, until it happens when, like, this is this is an actual product. You can't get me to care about a guy catching a wheel route in a in a training camp practice. Like, I, I could not possibly care less about that. Well, I just also think that J.K. Dobbins' pass-catching story is as much about his blocking as it is about his pass-catching. It catching. might very well be that it's much about his blocking. It might very well prove to be that even if he's a, a, a supremely capable pass-catcher, that he's just not going to get the opportunities. Although, who knows this, right? He might be one of the better wide receivers. <laughs> might have not many, very, very few choices at this point, but they stick him out there. We'll, we'll talk more about it once we get to the actual football games. Just not going to get worked up about it right now. Uh, winding down hour number one of today's show, it's also been brought to you by Grade 8's memorabilia, talking about some of the current and some of the future stars of Baltimore football. They're going to be there at the Maryland State Fair for the Purple Takeover, as well as some of the stars of Baltimore football past, as Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, Adafi Owe, Ben Cleveland, Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown. They're all going to be there at the Maryland State Fair in Timonium. It starts this weekend and continues through next weekend. I think some of the more current players will be there next weekend because just look at the schedule. They don't have a game next weekend. They have a kind of an off weekend that's built in, so I think that's the plan. I think that's the strategy for how this is all going to play out. You can meet pictures and autographs with any and or all of them. So this is your final chance to get, like, the Supreme package that includes all of them for $350, because again, like the, they start this weekend, so you know you got to get it now. You can still, even after that point, pick individually who it is that you would want to meet, get pictures and autographs with. Get those tickets ahead of time by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the word great, the number eight, the letter S, Memorabilia.com. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. I am required, apparently, to tell you that this does not include your admission to the State Fair. You still have to get into the State Fair 
And then you can go back to the Great Ace memorabilia uh, booth in the Expo Center, and you can meet your favorite Baltimore football players. Find out more, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Hour number one, as I mentioned, is in the book. Still to come this morning, we're going to chat with Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. I know you guys are all hot and bothered uh, with him. We will have a conversation, and we will do it fairly. That's the way that we go about doing things. Also, we will check in with Kevin Smith, uh, Norfolk Tides pitcher, one of the top 30 Orioles prospects. I know it's been a little bit of a struggle. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, His last couple starts have not been as good, but that is a different conversation. Right now, I've been wanting to chat with this man because I refuse to believe that this is going to be real, that they're really going to continue this crackdown on so absurdly when it comes to taunting in the NFL. I can't believe this is actually going to be a thing. Joining us now, it's always a pleasure to welcome in our next guest, the former head of officiating in the NFL, now, of course, rules analyst for Fox. He is our friend. He is Mr. Mike Pereira, and he's back with us here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up with you. Hope you've had a summer full of plenty of tequila and fishing. Appreciate you taking the time for us this morning, as always. Well, yeah, you know, I think as long as you replace the tequila with vodka, then I. Oh, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. I said I know it was vodka. I'm. Oh, you know what? I'm like I'm better than that. That's I'll make a lot of mistakes. That won't bother me. This one will actually bother me because I know it's Tito's. I know well, you're Well, you know, there's man. only one way to feel better. Just send vodka. Yeah, and right. That, That'll know, make up for you it. You can feel free again. <laughs> um, Mike, please tell me that this is one of those things where we're seeing something in the preseason because there was an, a, a decision that was made that we are going to focus on taunting and they're over-officiating it right now and there will be a market correction come the regular season, and when guys are happy after they break off a run or they carry a defender for seven yards, they're not going to be penalized because they were enjoying themselves in that moment. Well, listen, I mean, it is the type of point of emphasis that I think is going to hang around for a while. Um, I don't think it's going to be as severe as we've seen in some of those cases, like that particular run you were talking about. Um, it's preseason, and, and what the NFL will do, what Walt Anderson will do, is he will certainly document every penalty that has been called and every one that hasn't been called that should have been, and then he will put out a video to his officials that says, we want this called, we want this called, we don't want this called. And, and I think it will even out. And like what we saw with that run where he just turned around and instantly looked and then drew the flag that that's, you know, the committee, I really believe this, the competition committee would say, that's not what we want. Called. Right. We want the, in your face, a point, a something, an action other than just a turning around. And so I, I'm not concerned. I mean, uh, listen, when I first saw those, there's this point of emphasis on taunting. I, I agreed with it because I think we've let it get a little bit too far out of hand and it always leads to, you know, games getting out of control. And so, you know, the, the prolonged stuff, the get in somebody's face, the point, um, the sticking the ball out at somebody when you run in the end zone, I'm all for that. But I think you'll see these quick turnaround things kind of disappear from the horizon and, um, and, and go away. That being said, there's going to be more taunting penalties until players realize um, that, 
they're, they can't do this. See, the thing that Walt Anderson told the clubs is don't put the officials in the position to have to make a decision whether or not to flag. And if it's a point of emphasis, when you put officials in a position to decide whether or not to flag, they're going to flag because it's a point of emphasis. So what they got to do is seek the level as to what they want called. And then, too, though, teams are going to have to understand that this is not like your your tackles lining up off the line of scrimmage. This is something a little bit more serious that has to do with game control, with has to do the image uh, with the image of the game. And and I do think there's going to be you know a continued emphasis throughout the course of the year. So you mentioned sort of directed taunting, the idea that a player might be speaking toward an opponent, or if you're putting the ball in front of them and dropping it is is that really the distinction we're operating under is 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 it as simple as saying if a player is is like yelling excited in no general direction of an opponent near him that it should not be a penalty yeah, absolutely i mean the league is not opposed to celebrations i mean the league the league likes celebration the league overthrew the former president of the no fun league which was me <laughs> um, and, and, and so they, they let celebrations get back into the game. And, you know, when you look at their videos, it's like turn away, celebrate, dance, do everything after make a big play. Just don't direct it toward your opponent. And, and I think it's fair, but I also think that the whole in-your-face thing still has to be an element. When you make a big play and you're three yards away from your opponent and you turn around and look at him. Right. I mean, I, I just don't think you want that as a foul. So celebrate, but focus on turning away from your opponent to do so. And there's a gazillions examples of where players do that. And, and, uh, and that's just going to have to be an emphasis, but I do think it's going to clean it up. I do really think it is going to clean it up. And, but I also do think that there'll be some, some sanity here in what's called. Let's remember what we have two years ago. Remember when we said, the league said, okay, we're going to have a point of emphasis on holding yeah. on the oh, back yeah. side of the run. Yeah, that's right. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And, oh, my God, we had like 13 holding penalties a game. And finally, the competition committee got involved and called the, at a meeting with the officiating department and said, this isn't what we wanted. This is, and, and if it gets to the point where it stays exactly where it is with some of these trivial ones, then I would expect them to do the same. But I, I don't think... Let's remember that Walt Anderson did a great thing last year in the year of the pandemic when there was no training camp and there was um, no preseason games. What did he tell the officials? He told them, make it big. And I think we all like that because the number of penalties were down. And, and let's face it, nobody likes penalties except for me. It maybe gets a little air <laughs> it gets time. Gets a little TV but, time, right? You know, but but uh, nobody likes penalties, and so I, I I don't see us going to that point where we're getting, you know, five taunting calls a game. It, it'll seek its own level. Mike Pereira is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Mike, I, I want to go back to something you said because I think there'll be a lot of people that would say. I don't understand what even the problem is of, of, of pointing the ball. Like, let, let these guys have fun, right? Like, it's it's not the end of the world. I, what you said is interesting to me, which is that in trying to keep control of a football game, you sense that, like, the problems began when things, when we would talk about the chippiness of a game, it oftentimes began because 
somebody wanted to get up and say something to one of their opponents, and then you would lead to the next a skirmish, the, the ugly stuff that you're trying to avoid and the stuff that nobody wants to see happen during the course of a football game. Yeah, I, I would say a little bit stronger terms than that. You say often starts from taunting. I, I will say it always starts from taunting. Okay. Um, there, there's always an incident that happens, whether it's a, you know, it's not necessarily and could be the late hit, but that's a football act. So football acts generally don't create retaliation scenarios anymore it's the it's the in your face stuff and 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 walt showed plenty of that video to um to the to the clubs and showed it to us when he came to our seminar so it's it's that that leads to control and and you know and a, and a, a chippy out of control game is an ugly game it's an ugly game to try to officiate as a matter of fact and, and i think key here to me is the thing that we can't lose focus on um, the NFL has gone to great lengths to allow celebrations. I mean, the things you could do now that you couldn't do back in my day, it, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it's okay. I get it. You're dealing to, you know, a, a new group of people, um, you, you know, into a younger generation. Let it be fun. Let, and that's great. And let it be fun. Okay, I got it. Let everybody run in the end zone and take a picture in front of a camera after an interception. Let them let them do that. Just just don't do it at the expense of an opponent by doing it directed toward them. Don't spike the ball toward them. Don't do those things. Have fun, celebrate, but away from the opponent. And and it's it's right doing this. I mean it's it's the right thing. But I, I think we're overhyping it after two weeks of preseason. I think it's going to be a uh, you know a, a a horrible situation in the regular season. There'll be more, but I think the ones that are more will be visible and um, and not the ones that we've seen, a couple that we've seen so far that are just seem way too ticky-tacky. Is there any level of concern as to, like, the subjectivity of it? Like, do you foresee it being a situation where certain officials are maybe more prone to calling taunting penalties than other, or will the definition be maybe a little bit more, you know, refined in order to prevent that? Well, other than the play clock running out, it seems that everything is subject involves subjectivity <laughs> when, when when you're an official and um, and and listen, you've got 130 people and and some are better than others. Let's just face the facts. Some see more than others, um, but I, I do think when it becomes to a point of emphasis, that one of the differences is going to be is that they have weekly training tapes, and so every week this is going to be on the tape saying. This is not what we want. This is this is a, uh, this is an example of of good sportsmanship. So, as they highlight it right from the beginning, um, and and I'll tell you one thing that Walt Anderson and Perry Fuel do very well, and that's communicate with the clubs. Um, they send out videos to the club all the time, and say, "Here's an example of this or this." The the new low block rule where you can't block below the waist outside the tight end box. They're sending out videos of that to clubs, so it's they're, they're doing they're doing a terrific job. And you know, I probably look back and say, "Wow, I wish I would have done more of that back in my time when I ran the department." But everybody will get in sync here, and 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 I I really I really don't think I will be very surprised if this is a talking point. You know, when the 
we roll into week three of the regular season. Well, you have assuaged some of my concerns, Mike Pereira, which is why we wanted to call you because I was getting early nervous about it. Uh, do, do we have a sense about the, the sky judge that isn't, the, the, thi- the, the things that we continue to do because we can't just do effing sky judge, the <laughs> thing that we all know is the answer to this. So do we have a sense for how that is working just yet and and what replay officials can and can't do? Like, do we have a sense for how this system that doesn't really solve the problem might solve or not solve the problem this year? <laughs> well, you, you know, the, we, we shouldn't have a sense because their goal is to make it seamless. So you never know that the video assistant – now, there's a video assistant, and then there's a replay official. They're the same people. Right. But there's two different things. So you, the, the idea is that this video assistant can jump in and correct some things in real time before they become an issue, before something has to be challenged, before replay has to stop something. So it's a, a quick conversation to the referee, to the crew, if the crew needs assistance. Um, it's not where I'd like to see it go because I'm a huge proponent of an eighth official and the side judge and to leave as a sky judge and leave this in his hands. But it is a step in the right direction, but it's only on objective issues. And so I said, what's objective? Well, objective is lines, grounds, and plane. So that's, that's what's involved. And so we saw it on a, in, in the hall of fame game, we had a punt that was downed at the one foot line. They ruled that it was down at the one-foot line. It, it was a good call. The guy didn't step into the end zone, but it was close. But the video assistant looked at it, and he was there to provide assistance if they would have ruled a touchback, and it wasn't. So there's there's a, quite a few things, catch, no catch, which involve ground, line, and planes that they can get involved with. They can't get involved in, like, hits on quarterbacks and hits on defenseless receivers. There's no... No lines, grounds, or planes in those situations. So I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, the league's hope is that we never notice it. I think we will. Yeah. Because basically they're talking about providing assistance. So if the officials look like they need assistance, this person can jump in and say, hey, I got the shot. It's an incomplete pass. Go ahead and set it up. Let's go. Okay, good, fine limited very limited delay um you know but we'll just see how that works out i mean i'm not satisfied um but at least they recognize uh a need or at least they recognize the fact that something like this could help and at least it's in so if it's in maybe then it can expand and in likelihood it's just like replay you know, it was all grounds, line, and planes when it first started out, and then it morphed into judgment and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think this could expand to and hopefully to an agent official. And call him a side judge, please. It's just perfect. It's yep. perfect. But the AAF called it a a, uh, a sky judge, and so therefore yep, the league can't do like it, to have right? their own terms. It wasn't, you know? wasn't our idea, so we can't go with it. That's the way that it works. And it still doesn't solve what happened in the NFC Championship game. It, it sure still does. does not solve that, which is the hilarious part about all of it. Uh, Mike Pereira, Battlefields to Ballfields. You still uh, Anything you can tell us about what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. We, st- we have scholarship now, over 400 veterans and actives to become sports officials in their communities uh, some 
some some great stories about some people that were looking for, you know, to be part of a team again, to lead again, and do those types of things. And uh, we're we're so thrilled. It continues every day. We get applications around the country. There's such a shortage of officials all around the country, and and this is like minuscule when it comes to trying to address that issue, but. You know, we've given some veterans and some actives now another role, and um, and we pay for all their expenses to become an official. We pay for all their expenses to take the abuse that you get um, hmm. when you're hmm. actually hmm. on a football hmm. field or any sport, for that example. We do all sports. Mostly it comes from parents. Um, but we we begin to address the issue both of kids in the community and our veterans as they return to civilian life, and um, and it's been great. Battlefields to ballfields.org with a number two in there. Battlefields to ballfields.org is how you find out more. At Mike Pereira on Twitter. Mike, I know that uh, you're going to be more regularly in our lives here in the next few weeks, and that is one of our favorite things. We love that. I promise you uh, there will be some Tito's on the way to you at some point because I screwed it up at the beginning, but I always appreciate Well, I mean, I, I just was thinking I'm going out to breakfast. I'm on the West Coast, and. I guess I'll order a margarita instead of a, uh, <laughs> a Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Right. Now that you've got me thinking about tequila. I mean, it doesn't know? sound like a terrible way to spend a morning. For what None of those. We call those good <laughs> problems. <laughs> uh, Mike, you're always good to us and doing this early on out there. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us. Let's talk again soon, all right? You got it. Mike Pereira, uh, always appreciate him taking the time, and that does. I, that was the reason why we wanted to have the conversation is because I was hoping that he could make us feel a bit less – Talk us off the ledge. Infuriated about the taunting stuff, and he did. He seems to think it's exactly a that that what you saw in the Detroit game will not be the story of how That's this probably is. been circulated as far as what not. Oh, be. I would like to hope. I would like to hope. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Kind of your last chance to take advantage of some of these summer seasonal menu items like the very berry salad, smoky thigh wings, and barbecue ribs combo platter as well as the barbecue chicken bowl, the zucchini fries, the key lime pie. Get over there, pair them with the Sam Adams Summer Ale or the Anniversary IPA that's brewed by Devil's Backbone. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. We'll talk some baseball next. Kevin Smith. He's not the guy. He's not Silent Bob. We'll ask him to make sure. You know what? That's a good point. He's a pitcher. The Orioles system. We'll talk to him next. Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Here it watch out for the first time. The PGA Tours FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kings Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. 
C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the fresh food fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, the chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. Glennclarkradio.com. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan Charles Ross Grimsley caught up with the great Johnny Bench, the Hall of Famer. That show available right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or at pressboxonline.com. As always, Stan shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Joining us now, our next guest, one of the top 30 prospects in the Orioles system. He is a pitcher for the Norfolk Tides. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show for the first time Mr. Kevin Smith, who joins us now here on GCR. Kevin, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Abs- absolutely, dude. All right, I got a couple things for you. One, I want to I offer an apology because it was like a few weeks ago that we started like saying, hey, we need to get Kevin Smith on the show and 
put him on the list and sent him down as we've been doing these regular hits down with Norfolk. And he said, hey, in one of these weeks, we need to make sure Kevin's the guy. And I'm assuming that it was probably that pressure of knowing that you were in demand that led to a, a couple of tough outings for you. So I just want to apologize because I, I got a feeling that's probably what it was, right? It was the pressure of knowing you were coming on with us here in Baltimore that, that led to some, some shaky outings, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I apologize for that, first of all. And then I have to know, so like you, you have a very common name, obviously, in Kevin Smith. There was literally a Blue Jays player whose name is Kevin Smith who just got called up, made his major league debut last week. Was anybody in your life like? Did they just see on Twitter somewhere like Kevin Smith got called up and like accidentally sent you a congratulatory text and you had to do the awkward bit where you're like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, it was not. It was another Kevin Smith." Did you have any <laughs> of that in your life? Um, actually, not this time. Okay, <laughs> but um, we've had our mix-ups in the past, especially when I got traded this past. Uh, or about a year ago, he, do you, he definitely received some some text and phone calls thinking he got traded. So. <laughs> so, do you guys know each other then? We don't like we're not like friends, but we've definitely we've played against each other kind of like going up the way. Okay, sure. Um, so you've yeah, run into but, each other, maybe had a chuckle about it at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's the way that worked. I would imagine, like, so if if your name was Kevin Smith and you were my age. You had to deal with nothing but like Silent Bob references and the movies. Oh, I get a lot of that. Yeah. Okay, so do you still like at a ballpark? Do people like scream things out at you? And and are you like aware of them at this point? Do those movies mean anything to you at all? Um, I I'm aware of it now, but I didn't know anything about it okay. until my professional career. <laughs> but um, yeah, now I'm definitely aware of it. Was there anything in particular that someone screamed at you? Were like, what the? Was this guy an a-hole? Like, what is wrong with him? And then later you found out that it was, like, a, a quote from Clerks or something like that? It's... Um, I got a lot of stuff on social media about Silent Bob um, <laughs> when I was in New York, especially. And then I still get it to this day, but it's pretty it's pretty funny. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith is with us on the Norfolk Tides here on Glenn Clark Radio. Kevin, you, you mentioned coming over from the Mets organization. What What, you know, when you arrived here – like, what has been maybe, I don't know if the difference is the right word, what have you most soaked in from your time in the Orioles organization that that is either different or unique or whatever the term is than the time that you spent coming up through the Mets organization before you got traded? Um, yeah, when I, when I got here, actually, I mean, it was almost a year ago, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't huge differences, but there's definitely – Difference, uh, there's differences on the development side, the just the way they do things. I mean, both or, all organizations do stuff differently. So, because honestly, that that time I got traded was, I had about three or four weeks of the alternate camp last year where I got used to everybody, all the new coaches, players, everybody, and um, honestly, I was just getting acclimated. But I love it here. I've uh, got to know everybody and. I'm, uh, I've really enjoyed it here so far. Kevin Smith is with us. He came over in the Miguel Castro trade a year ago. Kevin, you know, the idea – we talked to a lot of guys that are in, in these circumstances, and I'm sure there's an amount of shock, you know, like when you come up with an organization and you get dealt. But is there something that, like, you know, knowing that another team specifically wanted you, like, that, is there something about that that gives you an energy, a, a juice that you take with you as you arrive at that place? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's an honor that I got traded, and uh, the Orioles won me. Um, it's definitely exciting too. It's really exciting about like just the future of what this organization holds, and just seeing what they're doing. Yeah, it's uh, really exciting to me, and just watching that 
kind of unfold is uh really cool and uh it's definitely a it's definitely an honor for me is is the word opportunity significant in that thought like when you arrive somewhere like here you say like hey this there's a real chance they're they're clearly doing something call it rebuilding call it whatever it is that you want that could lead to opportunity probably even more significantly than in another place oh yeah yeah there's uh there's a lot of opportunity here which is also another great reason to, uh, right. to be here. Sure. But um, just whenever that opportunity arises, it's my job to obviously be ready for it. And uh, like, yeah. So besides, besides, so I guess let's let's go through this season. So you come back after the the so everything that was bizarre from 2020, and it was bizarre for everyone all over the world. But like, you come back and it's baseball again. You're in a different place, and and things start out really well. Was there something in particular that was clicking for you? And then obviously on the flip side, you know, of the last couple of outings, besides the pressure of knowing that you're going to be hearing on Glenn Clark Radio soon, what what have you said? Here's I, Can you identify anything that you say, here's where it's gone wrong, I know it's something I can fix before the season is over? Oh, yeah, I mean, I got off to a good start this year. And um, one, of my, one of my biggest things the past couple outings was just we were just talking about throwing strikes quality strikes in the walks. So um, that was a big thing to turn around and pretty should be a pretty easy thing to fix before the end of the uh, season. But um, in my last outing, actually, I thought we all thought I threw really well until the last couple out or like the last inning or so. And um, I believe I only had like one walk and it was the last batter. So hmm. that was definitely a plus and just something to build off of. That's interesting. That, and those are the types of things that maybe people don't always realize, like when they just look at like stats, that, that mm-hmm. when you're down there, you're doing a lot of other things. And it's, it's unique because one of your better outings, stats-wise, from a couple weeks ago, the five innings of shutout ball, it was five walks in that game, mm-hmm. right? And so right. It, it, you're saying it was determined, hey, sure, five shutout innings is great, but – this is what we want to specifically work on, and maybe we shouldn't read too much into the results that come from that because of what it is that you're focusing on. Right, and uh, walks have never really been my a big problem for me, but just the past couple, I would say like a couple weeks or so, it's really it's hurt me honestly. Make me it gets you into situations that you don't necessarily need to be in. So that's a big thing to, that I've been working on. How much of it is about kind of just trusting your stuff, right? And trusting, I mean, Adley Rutschman calls a pretty good game, we hear. Trusting what the catcher puts down and where he's calling for the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's, that has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, me and Adley get along well. I've only thrown to him once here, but I threw, him, threw to him a bunch in double A. So um, he's one of my good friends. We get along very well, and I definitely trust him behind the dish. Is there? Can you feel anything? Or like, like I know that it, that guy doesn't actually walk on water. We we know because we checked. Um, we like we've asked a billion times, and <laughs> nobody's actually seen him do it. But we're still not convinced he couldn't. Um, it. I know for you guys, he's just a ball player, right? Like he's as you just said, he's your teammate, he's your friend. But is is there something about that guy that like you do have more juice? You do have. Um, I don't know a heightened excitement about working with someone like that, knowing what a talent he is and that, you know, he's been identified as being like the second coming of baseball Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely, he definitely checks all the, uh, the physical aspects off of um, playing the game. But my, the big thing for him, for us is just, I, I really enjoy, like he wants to work with the pitchers, which is a huge part of obviously catching the, uh, he, he wants us to do well and he wants to know what we want to do and like how we want to attack hitters, which, it's obviously really good for a catcher, and 
definitely excited for the future with that. What's it like having those like end of inning chats with him? It's something that you know I, I wasn't aware of until earlier this year. Seeing him come up to you after an inning's over, it's it's just not something that catchers typically do. Um, what is that like? Have you grown accustomed to it? Do you kind of like it? Like, do you feel like if you work with more catchers in the future, you'd you'd like for them to maybe do it <laughs> with you because of it, what Adley does? Yeah, I mean, he, uh, usually it's just a quick conversation of what happened that inning, if it's good, bad, or what what we were seeing. It's just part of the learning process for both of us to get used to each other. Um, I like it. I love it. Um, usually catchers do that in the dugout or, I don't know, sometimes they meet you like he does, but usually it's just like a casual conversation of what happened that inning and what to do next inning and the game plan, honestly. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I, it's something that me, you know, as you mentioned, it might be something that we, we just don't get to see quite as much, but it, it really did jump out at me and watching him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a little bit different. Like, he's just kind of a little bit unique in that way. And he's very like, man, eh, it's just sort of what I've always done. It's the way that it goes. And <laughs> I guess it's just going to continue that way. Um, Kevin, do you have, like, are, are you a timeline guy? Do, do you have, hey, this is this is where I am, this is where I want to be? And, and I guess the second part of that is, do you start to have a bit of an itch, right? Like, you're here, it's the AAA level, we all know what that means. Like, do you start to have uh-huh. some of that internally in what it is that you're trying to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously I want to be up in the big leagues as quick as possible, but um, it's honestly, you can't I can't rush it. Um, my biggest thing right now is just trying to continue to be uh, improve every outing, and whenever they call my name, I, I I'll be ready for it. Uh, I, I mean, I and I pre and that's the only thing you, you can control. What you can control, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's right. all that you can do. I totally understand that. Uh, I need to know what Dunwoody, Georgia, looks like on a Friday night. <laughs> and I and I asked that question as a man. I was just down. My uh, my grandfather lived in Cochrane, Georgia, and so okay. uh, it is as rural as rural gets. Um, the I flew I flew into right before he died. I flew into the Macon, Georgia airport, which is all of three gates. Um, right. I know a thing or two about small towns in Georgia. Tell me what there is to do in Dunwoody, Georgia, on a Friday night. Well, so, <laughs> so Dunwoody is actually it's actually a suburb of Atlanta. It's only about oh okay. Hey, never mind. And I'm disappointed. So I'm, I'm not from oh, the rural area. Damn it. <laughs> damn I am right. Yeah, I'm right close to Atlanta. Uh, the bucket area so okay well then so there's a lot to do on it what you're saying is there's a lot to do on friday (laughs) night well then are you able to confirm or deny how good magic city chicken wings are (laughs) i can't confirm or Uh, deny. uh, uh, we we appreciate the fact that uh, you're protecting yourself in that way i've heard they're they're good we we have uh at some point we are going to make a pilgrimage because we care a great deal about this topic and everyone (laughs) we talk to from atlanta is like no dude trust me I don't care who you are. This is where you go to get wings. Like, that's the way that it works. <laughs> so at some point, we are going to find ourselves in that situation that we will make that trip. All right, uh, Kevin Smith, what can we plug for you, man? Twitter, Instagram, where can Orioles fans be giving you a follow? Um, I don't really use Twitter that much, but Instagram is, uh, I believe my tag is 
I don't even know what my tag is. To be <laughs> Probably not at that's Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> We'd say search for Kevin Smith, but they'd probably never find <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, it's at underscore K Smith eleven. All right, at underscore K Smith eleven. Give that's the Kevin. Best I could do for that's, my name. It's a very common name. God knows how many. <laughs> like, were there other Kevin Smiths like in your classes growing up? Were there like would somebody call out Kevin Smith and like three of you would say back present? Like, was there any <laughs> of that going on? <laughs> Actually, I never ran into that, but uh, uh, <laughs> I ran you, into a lot in the baseball. I day. have no doubt that's true. No doubt about it. Hey, Kevin, best of luck moving forward, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time for us. Really enjoyed doing this with you. And let's chat again real soon, all right? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Kevin Smith, Norfolk Tides, uh, one of the top Orioles pitching prospects. Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. Uh, good dude. And, um, yeah, I would all – if I had a Kevin Smith in my life, and I did have one at one point, I assure you it would be – and the problem is they're very inappropriate things to say if you've ever watched Clerks or Mallrats or Jam Bob or Dogma or Chasing Amy. They are all terribly inappropriate things. I would call him Lunchbox at all times. Like, I would just be, hey, Lunchbox. I mean, it would just be nothing but that. They would. He would probably hate me if that were the case, if I were uh, in Kevin's I would imagine, life. but he's not alone. Or he I'm sorry? Be. I'm sorry? I have no hate in my heart, so I wouldn't but, know. Yeah, you're not that type of guy. I've heard that about you. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. You guys are mad at Jeremy Fowler. He's going to tell you you're mad at the wrong guy, but we'll talk to him about it. He said that people in the league have told him that they think this could be the year teams figure out Lamar Jackson. Whatever that means. We'll talk to him more about it next. Glenn Clark Radio. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com 
forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Eights Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to Timonium Fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's great, the number eight, S-Memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, the chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy-two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at glennclarkradio.com. C3 American Exteriors, don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or c3america.com for your free analysis. Back in here on Glenn Clark Radio, a Tuesday edition of the program. Thanks again to Mike Pereira and to Kevin Smith for joining us this hour. Um, Robert Robert says, Glenn, I understand what it is that you're saying about the preseason, and I know that we shouldn't get too worked up about any of it. That being said, do you think it's impossible that something that happens in that time could translate. I understand that what you're saying is that typically these things would have happened anyway, and we had an entire season that went off without a hitch last year, without preseason games. But don't you think it's possible that something that occurred during the preseason could end up translating into a regular season game? I don't don't really know what you're asking for what it's worth. Like... Uh, John Unitas and Raymond Barry credit their on-field relationship to the extraordinary amount of reps they would put in together. But did that make John Unitas a great quarterback and Raymond Barry a great wide receiver, or were they great players already who also happened to spend time together? It's chicken and the egg. I, I don't... 
can I can I scientifically prove that there's never been a case where a team benefited from something that happened in a preseason or a training camp or whatever? No, of course I can't prove that. And I do inherently think that practice is good. I just choose to not get worked up about it. That's the difference. I just choose to not... I, I'm not telling you to ignore J.K. Dobbins catching passes. I'm telling you that I'm not going to flip out about it. I'm not going to tell you that J.K. Dobbins is going to be a great pass catcher until I see him do it in a football game, a real one. But that's how we judge that. Someone catching balls in a... On, no offense... Someone catching a pass in a practice does not make them a great pass catcher. It was largely underwhelming in that variety last year. Correct. I'm also not going to tell you that it's impossible that J.K. Dobbins could turn into being a great pass catcher this season. He might very well be that guy. But I will react to it when I see it in a football game. All right, joining us now, uh, a friend of ours, someone who we've talked to a number of times over the years, dating back to his time in Pittsburgh. He, of course, now an ESPN NFL insider. You guys are mad at him. You know I don't do that shtick. I don't do the let's come on and beat up. We just have conversations. That's the way it goes. And and he's going to tell you that you're mad at the wrong person. I have no doubt because, you know, he got his information from someone else. He is Mr. Jeremy Fowler, and he was kind enough to take his time for us this morning here on GCR. Jeremy, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you as always. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning, despite the fact that you know that everybody in Baltimore has you as public enemy number one right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no problem. I, I guess I'm a little surprised by that. It was kind of a throwaway line on a show. <laughs> Not right. throwaway line, but it, right. no, it, I, it I, wasn't I, an in-depth thing. Right. I just, you know, I've talked to enough uh, scouts and evaluators and, you know, with teams who, who wonder, like, hey, is this the year that, um, you know, teams kind of settle in on Lamar a little bit? They, they know what he can do. Obviously, he's a rare talent, you know. Um just it's you know they come off the worst passing uh, offense in the league it's sort of a variation of a high school offense i feel like you can limit all the other options that he's going to get some running yards but are they going to be able to going to be able to beat you in the playoffs so um, and so you know is baltimore in a, in a sort of a point of stagnation as a result is there a ceiling that can go higher you know Obviously, Lamar and the Ravens think so, but but uh, some teams don't agree. So let's talk because I I think that the words figure figure him out were the things that got people like yeah is is the suggestion from other NFL people and I get that you you certainly cannot tell anyone who these people are. I understand how reporting works. Um, like is the suggestion that we're gonna have no problem. We've we've watched enough film now. We don't think Lamar's really all that good. We just think that people have been going about it the wrong way. Or is the suggestion more that he's always going to be skilled, he's always going to be able to do certain things that we think now that we know how to contain, give him what he can get, but limit him embarrassing us a la what he did against the Rams on Monday Night Football two years ago? Right. Uh, but it depends on who you talk to. I mean, in some ways it might be both. Um, you know, we did a top ten rankings this summer where I talked to more than 50 people around the league, coaches, scouts, execs, players, and I ranked quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, Lamar was tied uh, tied for eighth um, in the ranking, and he fell a spot from the year before, I believe. You know, so, like, sure, yeah, obviously he's a great player and MVP, but you would think he'd be ascending as opposed to descending in that sort of ranking. Um, you know, so, like, I got a quote here from a, a veteran offensive player. People are figuring him out a little bit. Those guys on the list – in the two-minute drill, they can go do it. I'm not sure he's there yet. The running is great, but when you have to play from behind and throw, 
that can be very tough for him. And that's just that's that's just an observation from one longtime NFL player. It doesn't make it wrong or right. It's just these are things that some people say, and I've heard scouts and evaluators say sort of the same thing. You know, like what's the ceiling? That they're they're gonna, the Ravens are going to be good. They're a good team with a good quarterback who's got a, who has rare skills. Um, and to Lamar's credit, look, he came from. Uh, you know, really a Bobby Petrino offense in Louisville that, that probably had more NFL passing concepts than given credit for. Uh, he probably came in more ready than people thought. Um, and that, that's a credit to him. And he's a, he's a, a heck of a competitor. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they made a deep playoff run based on all that. I'm just kind of passing along some things I hear from people. Uh, when I talk to him about who's sort of who might rise this year, who might fall, who might struggle, um, how MVP races might go, things like that. So uh, there's two different things. We're talking with Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. I, 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 the playoff stuff, you know, like that's, that, that's a question we're dealing with in Baltimore, right? Like, you know, can they overcome, can they do what they need to do? But I, I don't, these things are difficult for me because they don't seem to jive with the reality of what we've seen, right? Like, I, yes, could Lamar be a better outside the numbers passer? Sure. But for yeah. a guy as young as he is, what we've already seen from him and the way that he has performed like this, this notion of, of figuring him out or, you know, he's not one of the best, like, it just doesn't seem to jive with reality of what we're actually seeing in front of our eyes. And I, I, I'm, I guess that's what I struggle Like, it smells to me like if someone said, I don't think Justin Tucker's that good of a kicker. Like, I don't know how I'd respond to that. Like, like what? Yeah, what? It's a little different, though. He's like the best kicker of all time. Well, okay. All right. Maybe, all right, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's, that's true. That's my, that perhaps that's true. So what, whoever the third best kicker is, right? Like, I, the, 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 re, the results all say – this guy is this good. This isn't Robert Griffin III who accomplished something for a few weeks. And, like, this has been backed up and backed up and backed up and done that despite the fact that he has no Julio Jones to throw the football to. Like, despite the fact that the Ravens have continued to struggle. That's, I think, the part that doesn't jive for me. Like, I I feel like there's a scrutiny there, like, when somebody would say that, where I would have no, no, like, and this is not even me, Lamar Jackson, Homer. Like, this is just me trying to be as... As as honest as I could, I feel like I'd be forced to sort of side eye that. Like, re- really? Like, have have you been watching the same guy that I've been watching? Yeah, and I I think some of it is some of those factors are not on Jackson. It's it's an offense that is sort like sort of has some wing T principles, high school elements to it, right? right? Like, it's not overly sophisticated. It's just not as a passing offense, and therefore you get the league's worst passing offense. Um, and he has not had the, the the proper guys on the outside. I think now he might uh, with Rashad Bateman. That injury hurts because uh, he's a really talented rookie, um, a true outside guy. You know, Sammy Watkins is going to make things a little easier. Um, you know, you still have Mark Andrews uh, over the middle. It's just so that it's not all on him, certainly. And you know, he's he's one of those guys that like he might not be an accurate like down in down out passer, but he can make all the throws too. It's not like he can't. So right. Um, those are certainly all defenses of Lamar. He just he's had a weird trajectory where he came in hot, quick MVP, took the world by storm, and then last year fell maybe fell down to earth a little bit, right? And then now it's like, okay, let's kind of reassess where where people think he is and, and, and what he really is right now. Um, and that's, you know, a, a heck of a player, uh, good athlete, yes, good quarterback, but with some shortcomings. There's been discussion a lot this offseason about the offense in general, as I'm sure you can imagine, and whether or not the Ravens need to evolve it from what they've put on tape for the past couple of years. Um, Based on what your conversations are with people around the league, it would seem as though uh, Ravens fans aren't necessarily alone in that thought process. 
Yeah, I think so. And and you know, actually, I talked to one um, uh, one NFL cornerback actually on this very subject with Lamar. Like, maybe the offense needs to to help him evolve by evolving themselves. You know, um, and maybe that's that's part of the issue. They they haven't given him enough. You know, they've relied so much on on the run heavy stuff. And uh, you know where. If you you know yeah you run the ball well that will create some better matchups in the passing game if you get that balance you know and, and get more sort of like man coverage uh, opportunities you can take advantage of um, you know but there's despite all that there's just still some major questions about whether Lamar can be enough of an accurate passer to make deep runs in the playoffs like Mark Andrews great player gets a lot of catches from Lamar he also has a very big catch radius so the ball doesn't have to be right on him you know like these are little things that, that people notice um, where the ball is not always where it needs to be. Well, and, and unfortunately in the playoffs, Mark Andrews hasn't played good football either. He's, he's dropped balls that were easy to catch. Uh, Jamie Fowler is with us, ESPN NFL Insider. Jamie, I guess you know one of the things I'm struggling with is the, the notion that Lamar took a step back, and it seems to be kind of like a consensus that I've heard from a lot of people. And, and, and look, part of that is the year that he had the year before was so absurd um, that, that anything that wasn't that somebody might be able to say as they step back. But, my gosh, the guy was still responsible for roughly 4,000 yards of offense when it's all on him, right? Like when he's the only one that can do anything. And we see what it looks like when somebody else has to line up under center. And they, they tried to throw Robert Griffin the third out there against the Steelers, and it was an, an unmitigated disaster when Lamar had COVID. I, I guess I'm just struggling with the notion that he really took a step back versus – you know, the offense, I, it, it, it just set at such an absurd standard that there was no way that could be matched. And if Peyton Manning threw for 5,000 yards one year and 4,700 yards the next year, would anybody have really said that Peyton Manning took a step back at that point? Like, I, I guess I'm struggling with the notion that it's a consensus that Lamar took a step, step back last season. I mean, I, I guess so. I, I don't know. Like, the numbers are down in every area. Quarterback ratings down almost 10 points. Like, there, there was a drop. I mean, it's pretty, I don't know. It's pretty obvious. I'm not saying he dropped as a player. Um, I think most people look at all that watched last year and feel that there was at least a, a, a slight drop, if not in the production, then the performance. I mean, I, I, I understand. I, I mean, I understand that. I guess what I would say is, that, again, I hate to keep bringing up Peyton Manning's name. Like The quarterback rating is is what it is. It's not nothing. I understand it matters. But, like, Peyton Manning didn't have a quarterback rating as high as Lamar Jackson's until – in, in his down year until the seventh year of his career. You know what I mean? Like, this is – Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating a year ago at 100 was better than at, – at roughly 100 was better than Peyton Manning's was until year seven. Like, shouldn't shouldn't the standard matter here when we have this conversation? Like, the standard was so absurdly high the year before that. Like, how could it possibly be matched by anything? Yeah, and I, and I understand that. Um, I think it's probably both. I mean, yeah, like it's it's hard to expect him to have that same year every year. That's not fair to him. Right. And we outlined several things that either weren't in his control or, or that are on more of the, of the team than him, you know, in fairness to him. Um, he is a, a heck of a player and without question, a top seven to 10 quarterback in the NFL. I think when you win an MVP in year two, it's like the expectation is this guy's going to be okay. He's going to be one of the best. And I just don't think most teams view him that way. That's fair or not. He just like yeah. he, he doesn't get a lot of top five votes when you rank, you know, if you talk to every team in the league. It's just the way it is, and that's okay. That doesn't mean you can't win. Oh a no, it, it's certainly it's a great player. There's no doubt that that, that just, part. Right, they they don't give parades for that. <laughs> like that's not the right. way that it works. I mean, Baltimore, the worst passing 
offense in the league last year. Like, it's just, I don't know. It is what it is. Right. Just, you, you mentioned Peyton Manning. I just don't think Peyton Manning would ever lead the worst. I could look back at the numbers. Though. Well, but, because they don't. I don't think but, they were ever 32. But isn't, and boy, and I'm not, I'm really, I'm not trying to fight with you. I under, Jeremy, I hope you know. I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm trying to have a conversation. I, yeah. But, but part of that is no, opportunity. We're, we're, not, we're not fighting. We're right. debating it. This, this, this is supposed to be fun. Part, part of that is opportunity, right? Like, when we say it's the worst passing offense, but we just we know what they're doing is different. Like, we know yeah. this isn't they're going out and trying to throw the football and failing. That's not what's happening. They're not trying to throw the football the way that other teams are. And so, I, again, that's part of what I struggle with here is that, like, when they throw the ball, when Lamar Jackson threw the ball, the numbers say – Frankly, he's a better quarterback than Peyton Manning was until his seventh year, and I don't, I don't want to keep obsessing over Peyton Manning. It's just the easy thing to turn to because I have his numbers in front of me, right? Like, it, and and that's the part that I struggle with, which is you're not wrong, but like I feel like we when we have these conversations, we, we're forced to have to consider that, and maybe what we're saying is that NFL teams simply aren't, but like we know the Ravens have announced they're doing something different, and when they've thrown the ball, they've they've been better than I think people realize they have when they've actually bothered to throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I, could, I could see that. And, and, and I, I hope they do, to be honest. I, I'd like to see Lamar have more on his plate there. Um, th- that could go two ways, though. I, I don't, and I'm not saying I know the answer, but if you cut that both ways, the question is, right. if, why, if haven't, he has, they given, why right. haven't they given him more? Why right. have they gone so run heavy? Is it because he's not accurate enough? That very well may, may be true. That, but that also might mean he needs to. They want to. They need to evolve the offense around him more as well. I think it can be both. So, are, are Jeremy? Are you con- knowing the league the way that you do? Are you convinced that this can't work? Like the way that it that just so run heavy. And this is something that I struggle with because the, the evidence so far would say no. You're going to run into a game where you're going to have to do something else. You're going to face the Kansas City Chiefs, and you can't beat them that way. But oddly, like the Ravens have played the Chiefs three times. The only time they had a chance to beat them was the time when they didn't throw the ball 100 times. Like, the other two games, the, the score, one of the scores ended up looking close, but it was a blowout that they just happened to score some points at the end. Like, it, yeah. it's weird to me that like, the consensus is, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you have to throw the ball more. You have to do the other. You've got to be ready to win those games. But when they've played the best teams and played their best against the best teams, typically they've done that doing their thing, just running the ball. I I'm, I'm in a weird place because I think I believe that the Ravens need to throw the ball more, but yet the evidence kind of tells me their best chance of winning is doing what they do the best and succeeding in that way. It's it's sort of a weird conundrum that we face. Yeah, and I and I think you're right in that sticking to what's best is a great formula. I think the, the question that some teams have is if they get behind, can Lamar throw 40, 50 times and win games right. and bring them from behind with his arm? That, that is a legitimate question, and I don't know the answer to that. And, and, and maybe he answers that this year, and I hope he does. Well, Or, and is the answer to that the best thing for you to do is not find behind, fall behind by two or three scores, right? Like, you know, and it's yeah. easier said than done, of course, because these are NFL that, teams. That's, that not, that's not realistic, you know. Right. At some point, you're going to put yourself in that position, and somebody would point out right. they, they fell behind against the Titans a year ago in the playoffs, and they did – you know, come back to win that game. So maybe that's a sign of that. You, you said something earlier, Jeremy, that jumped out. Just another minute or two here with Jeremy Fowler about what they've done at wide receiver and have they given him enough. And I'm I'm not trying to like, beat – I hope that Sammy Watkins proves to be a really good football player, but he's been hurt and nonproductive for the better part of the last few years. Are, are you really convinced that they have enough for, for this to be a true measurement of a passing offense with Lamar Jackson? Uh, I, I do think it will improve because of the, the weapons they have around him. I, I, I think it was pretty clear that he did need more, yes. So uh, between Watkins, Bateman, um, you know, Hollywood Brown's still a mystery. 
And I know he's a mystery to a lot of people around the league. Like, what is he? Um, is this going to be the year he puts it together? You know, um, if he does, and they really have something with those three. Um, I'm forgetting somebody that they added. I know they shot Bateman in the first round. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah, Bateman, Watkins. I thought, I thought there was they one. Drafted Tylen Wallace, but you know, no, remains that, to be seen yeah, whether or right. not that's you know. Yeah, so it, it's better certainly. I mean, you know, Watkins has had some of the, the durability issues, so I, I don't know what he is at this point. But um, you know, if he can get back to kind of his high pedigree play, uh, that's something that just makes him an easier target for Lamar. I just you know, if he can look, if he can win man matchups and throw guys open and complete more passes, like they're in great shape, and I think he's got a better chance to do that this year. Um, are, 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 can, can this work in Pittsburgh, Jeremy? Can, can this, I, I'm, I am so convinced that they are an afterthought at this point, that that offensive like how do you put that offensive line in front of Ben Roethlisberger right now? I know the defense is still good, and maybe this is, I, I'm crazy, but can this, can this really work at this point, given what we saw down the stretch in an entirely new offensive line? I mean, I think it can be functional. I don't, I don't know, uh, what their ceiling is, but you know, they've never, I know the stack gets thrown around a lot, but they've never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin. That is significant. Like they find ways to, with that culture there to at least be competitive every year, even when things are, are off. So I'm, I'm still betting on that. Um, you know, I, they feel like the offensive line they have, they had last year, even though they have big names, those guys were aging and pretty rapidly. So they needed to get younger, more athletic. Um, now they don't really have any pedigree. So they're hopeful and they don't really know until they get into the games, but they like some of those guys. They feel like their line can be a little better than people think. Um, but they got four legitimate receivers, um, and Najee Harris is a beast. I mean, he's, they think he might be the best guy they've ever had there in a long time um, if he kind of fleshes out the way they think. So, and the, you know, the young tight end for Penn State is really talented. So, they, you know, they have a lot of weapons. So I, I don't – I think the league is higher on Pittsburgh than the media. Okay. All right, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Jeremy Fowler, where are we seeing you and hearing you in the next couple of days? Uh, just be around. You can check my Twitter, ESPN. Uh, I do Sports Center on the weekends. And, uh, yeah, I'll be out and about. Jeremy, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you having the conversation. I, I know it's um, we, are, we are sensitive in Baltimore. I respect that and understand it and appreciate you uh, taking the time for us this morning to have a conversation about it. Thank you for joining us as always, sir. No, it's all good. Yeah, appreciate you having me. It's good. It's good to talk it out because on the show I didn't really get to. You know, it's pretty. It's kind of quick. I, by the way, so you know, this is, it's, it's like, th- there's more to this. It's you know? the thing that drives me the, the crazy is like when somebody reacts to like a headline for a story, a column that you wrote, and you're like, dude, please go read the column, like please. And then I went back, like there's yeah. got to be something more, and I and I just couldn't find it, and so that's why I was like, well, we better call Jeremy and let's have the conversation. So I appreciate you yeah, doing that. For man. Sure. I really do. It'd be easy to say no. Nope. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Jeremy Fowler from uh, ESPN. Look, you guys are. I get it. I get it. And I'd, I'd like to hope that, if you listen, that you feel as though I was willing to challenge him on it, and I'm not backing down. I don't do the just fight for the sake of fighting thing. I don't do the... you got a lot of hate in your heart, Glenn. I mean, that, that part actually is true. <laughs> like I do have a lot of hate in my heart. I should probably say really quickly that uh, today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. Right now, they're celebrating their 15th anniversary at Window Nation, and they are giving you the spoils... All customers that get an in-home estimate this month are entered to win their home project for free. Or buy two windows and get two free and pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. I, I am still at a loss. Like, I'm, I'm completely at a loss. I, I can't hide from that. Like, and I'm not... 
I like Lamar Jackson. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Fan. I'm not Rita, right? Like, and I'm not trying to say that Rita's a sicko fan, but Rita embraces yeah. like I'm. That's my stepson. Mm-hmm. Like I, and, which I love. I love Rita. Everybody knows that. I love all that. Like I'm not mm-hmm. that guy. This to me is. This is about reality. Well, I think it's a sort of the discussion about him being a top seven to ten quarterback and not a top five quarterback is still sort of balled up and wound together with entangled with the idea of what a quarterback is or Correct. conventional wisdom. Correct, one hundred percent. And if you're judging it alone based on sheer passing numbers, how many yards someone throws for? And look, it's probably not fair to just like. The passer rating is what we have to work with. Correct. But it's understanding that I'm sure that if you were to break down the number of attempts and where they're spread around the football field, that they are still working toward what Lamar Jackson does better, which is the middle of the field, right? Perhaps so. The majority of his success is probably in that area. And someone might say that if at the beginning of his career Peyton Manning didn't have to throw the ball 60 times per game when he was still trying to figure out how the league worked, his passer rating would have been better. I don't know. I can't tell you any of these things. But the notion that we're looking at a guy whose passer rating was 100 and saying he took a step back... what? He's what? already been better as a way, passer than anybody the, thought he the could. The passer be. rating can't reflect the times where he makes a decision to go run, which is th- an extreme part of his value. Mm-hmm. And yet his passer rating was still roughly 100. Yep. And the people he's throwing to have been questionable at best. Minimal for the most part. Mm-hmm. So. It's an incomplete picture. What am I missing? I think it's because it, what the, I think the problem is the definitive statements about there being this being the point of delineation to where he's figured out. Well, that, I mean, that, that part, I think, was extreme. And again, if figured out means... That we're better prepared to stop him on the run? I don't know what it is. Like, that, that we've seen Essentially, more it seems like eight men in the box is sort of the answer to that, right? Like, Correct. the teams that are like, we'll just load up the box and right, we'll right. protect the edges and the sidelines. I don't, I don't know if you noticed. A lot of teams have done that, and he's, and he's had no problem making his plays anyway. also clearly right. played into the Ravens adding at wide receiver. Well, I mean, they needed to, 100%, right. but they should have done that beforehand. For It's a, it's a different conversation. I have no hate in my heart, Glenn. Is that, is that a thing? Yeah. You're gonna keep. You're, you're really gonna stick with that. You're just gonna stick with I it. I love every Ravens receiver ever put on the field. Yeah, they've all been really good. Um, I, I'm 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 at a loss for. Uh, somebody sent me like Bomani did a, a bit where they were like, well, what about the flip side of that, which is that Lamar is figuring more things out, and that that of course is part of this too. But, Twenty-four years old. But like, I don't I don't accept the need. I don't accept the notion like that premise to me suggests that Lamar knows he's not good enough. And I don't accept that. I don't accept that premise. Not knocking Bamani, and I appreciate that he's, you know, trying to 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 say something. But like Lamar Jackson has been borderline unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I get that that hasn't led to a Super Bowl yet. I understand that. But this standard is insane. I love Justin Herbert. I'm all in on Justin Herbert. Don't get me wrong. I think he's phenomenal. I think Josh Allen is phenomenal. But we've got more to work with Lamar Jackson-wise that says he's a better NFL quarterback than those guys are. Now, those guys... are so hell-bent on judging a quarterback based on what a quarterback has been. Correct. It's, It's bonkers. Like, how long... Will we be six years into this with Lamar and people will still say these same things because... 
until he wins the Super Bowl doing what there he's doing more in Lamar. the volume he's doing, there will be people who will say these things. It's I'm, I, It blows my mind that we're unwilling to just accept it, that we're so convinced that it can't be real despite the fact that it's been real. It's I don't remember Michael Vick facing this. And by the way, no offense, Lamar Jackson's been better than Michael Vick was. Yes. Vick might be faster, maybe. And there's also maybe. questions as what could Vick have done if right. the if offense were catered to him like this and not a pro-style offense and all of that. Understood. Right? But like what we've actually seen is Lamar Jackson's been better. Not That one season in Philadelphia was pretty damn good for the, Vick. The, correct, yeah. the one season. What, what am I missing here? And I, and I, like, I struggle with this because the flip side of it is what I always tell you is that this doesn't matter. And I always say don't pay attention to it. Like, I, I do that, and so I'm guilty of my own. But it feels like it's th- – this is a little bit different to me because it's not just some dumb guy saying something loudly. This is Jeremy Fowler saying, I'm talking to people around the league. But they're still playing in the same and conventional NFL. I, and, and I understand. I'm just trying to give why I give this more credence than I, I do Colin Coward or I'm whatever aware. other – the, the, the guys that just talk, that just talk for the sake of talking and just say anything to say anything, I, I constantly ignore. Mm-hmm. This was a little bit different to me because this wasn't Jeremy Fowler saying, my opinion sure. is that the league is figuring out Lamar Jackson. It was so Jeremy Fowler talk saying, to I'm talking the opinion, yes. to these a current NFL quarterback who said this. I'm talking to a current NFL coach who said this. Mm-hmm. And current NFL coaches said Lamar Jackson wouldn't have been a first or second round I, pick. On I their had board, a current right? NFL coach who laughed, or a former NFL coach, but he was current at the time. Don't. Yes. I don't know if I've given that much. I don't know if I've given that information. It's me. I'll just say it. It's me. It's really blowing my mind. I had. We gotta be really careful about these things. I hear you. <laughs> gotta be really careful, Kyle. I had an opposing NFL coach, who at the moment that the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, I was speaking to for a different reason. And that person went out of their way to say to me, what in the hell are they doing in Baltimore? And broke down laughing about the notion of the Ravens selecting Lamar Jackson. Not a great rookie season from Lamar Jackson. Not awful. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. there was good reason to have question about it. But we're three years in now, dog. Like, we're three years in. Y'all have gotten embarrassed. And and this thing where you just can't acknowledge, hey, this dude is really good. This dude is super capable. It's not doing the same thing. Yeah, but if he had to throw the ball 50 times, I don't know what would happen. Why do you want him to throw the ball 50 times? And it's a discussion we've had, right? Like, in the event that they have to. Do the Ravens and Lamar Jackson need to be better equipped for that possibility? All these things can be true, but none of it means that Lamar Jackson isn't still one of the most dangerous football players in the NFL. You know? Blows my mind, man. It really blows my mind. I mean, I'm just... We are just utterly unwilling to consider the possibility that this could work because overwhelmingly it's worked. Because I don't know what happens if J.K. Dobbins doesn't whiff on that block. And if the Ravens had employed someone at the center position that could have snapped the ball accurately. Because we've allowed 
that to turn into a damnation of what the Ravens do and proof that it can't work. And it's insane. It's utterly, completely insane. And I get that part of the problem is these people, I, mm, I want to be careful because I don't care what the opinion of so-and-so, whoever, insert your name, Skip Bayless. I don't care what their p- opinion is. I, they just think they're performers. They're, I, and I mean this all, they are told what to do and they go do it. I don't have much respect for him, by the way. I, it's, I, I mean this all due respect. But I have no hate in my heart for what it's worth. Thank you. But he's no different than any other lot. Of, they, I get that. They, they, they are. Well, he just started it all, essentially. You are given a job. Your job is now not to be based in reality. Your job debate. is to, it's not even that, it's to get attention. Debate is what we just tried to do with Jeremy Fowler. This is go get attention. That's your job. Your job is to go get attention, to do outlandish LeBron things. LeBron isn't a good basketball player, Thank to be you. fair. To do outlandish things in order to get attention. So you're all mad at Skip Bayless for putting up a thing about this, the alarm clock or whatever. But the, the, that's his job. Because you guys pay attention to it. He po- this absurd. He posted some picture of a, a 2 a.m. alarm clock and captioned it, I'm up at 2 a.m. to work out. Where are you, LeBron? And people got mad about it. Because, yes, it's utterly absurd. But that's the point. His job is to be absurd. And the reason he gets to have that job is because you pay attention to it. This is a different thing. This isn't an absurd person giving up. This is a reporter who covers the league saying, I'm talking to people within the league, and this is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I respond to it. And those people are nuts. I don't care about what Skip Bayless says. I don't care about what Colin Coward says. I don't care. God, I, I'm not mad at them. They have every right to make their money and do whatever they want to do. You got the right. This goes back to Roy Kent at the beginning of the show. Do whatever you want to do. Spoilers, dude. Hi. Karma <laughs> than you are. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm. I, I just get. And this is you know, like I get bothered by. Th- now I'm bothered by this because I'm seeing more and more responses, and like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm seeing a response to our tweet that includes putting Jeremy Fowler's face on um, uh, a, a, a Klansman. dude. Get out of there with that crap. Get get off Twitter. Delete your account. Get get a hold of your life. It's okay to have a conversation. Get a hold of your life. Like this is sorry, I'm getting lost on that and it's not worth it. Go pick up the new print issue of Press Box. Read about Marlon Humphrey. Bo Smolka wrote about Marlon Humphrey. It's a great story about where he is among the uh, great defensive players in Ravens history. I encourage you to go pick it up. Your neighborhood, Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. They are available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Tidbit of the day. We didn't talk much Orioles, but that doesn't stop there from being a host of statistics about the Orioles that would uh, leave some people a bit either sense of humor, laughing, or if not, you know, crying. For example, in August... 
This is not the trivia, but it's a little fun fact. Do you know which pitcher has been awarded the most wins in Orioles games? I don't. Rays starter Shane McClanahan. <laughs> <laughs> not all that surprising, considering there was only have one win. But uh, right. yeah, he is currently yeah. leading that uh, category I mean, sure, right. for the month of August. Well, yeah, I guess that right. <laughs> like my fault. I I, I should have thought that. I wouldn't have known who it was, but like obviously. Obviously, it's not Nori. <laughs> Over the last 14 days, the Orioles, well, they have the highest ERA of any team in baseball, followed by the Cubs, the Nationals, the Marlins, and a team that should not be having these issues, the Padres, as the only five teams with an ERA of 585 or higher. So in uh, San Diego, they're probably a little bit more upset about that fact. In fact, it caused them to fire the pitching coach. Not long ago. Adley Rutschman, to his credit, doing well in Norfolk, hitting over 400 like since being called Big up. Big fan. In fact, between Bowie and Norfolk this season, yes, Rutschman has more hits than Pedro Severino, Austin Wins, and Chance Sisko this year as Orioles. I saw that. I mean, that's – but that like, – hey. One, it doesn't – Don't step on my toes here. It doesn't surprise me, nor does it really mean anything. Okay, well, yeah. I think it's funny. Of course, no Orioles but, like, this you can't, year. You can't play it's multiple. Funny. The, what I'm saying is that, like, it's funny. You can't Cisco's play multiple. Playing elsewhere now. It, it'd be one thing if, like, you said that all of the outfielders combined or something. Like that. But like, you can only play now. one catcher per Cisco's night. Cisco's playing elsewhere thank, thank now. You, thank you. Uh, players in MLB Where'd history. Go, the Mets is that where he ended up? He did. Yeah. In MLB history, there are now nine players to reach 500 home runs. With a career average of 300 I, or oh higher. Man, I saw that. Miguel Cabrera is the ninth. Yeah. My question for you. Yeah. Who were the other eight? Uh, Pujols? No. Not good at baseball. Uh, he was really good at baseball, but kind of fell off as time went on. Uh, Eddie Murray. No. He's got 3,000 hits. He does, yes. You know who else has 3,500? Rafi. 3,500. Uh, he didn't get the 500 home runs. Palmero. He did got 3,000 hits. He, he didn't get the 500 home runs. Did he? I think he did, dude. I don't. Maybe he did. Maybe you're right. Maybe he is 3,500. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. He is. You're right. You're right. You're right. On You got this one. You failed on the one yesterday. No. Never. You, what, 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 did you, what did you screw up yesterday? I don't remember. What was it? 569. Nice. Oh, wow. How about that? Uh, what was it when we were talking with Jeremy? Oh, Dylan Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nailed, he was uh, drafted by the Orioles. No, certainly was not. Um, uh, oh, God. David Ortiz? No. Sub 300. Thank you. Just so you know. Griffey? No. Really struggling. I am really struggling. And how many of them are there? Eight. Jesus. <laughs> so at this point, it's going to be uh, Henry Aaron. Yes. Okay. It's Hank, but yes. Thank you. Well, it's actually Henry. You've never seen The Scout, have you? No. You should. You keep saying that. Brendan Fraser, by the way, Love Fest yeah. on Twitter. You getting, a, you getting action on that? You seeing that? Yeah, I did see something. You recognizing that I'm not alone weird, here? It's a weird bit. He's great. He's fine. He's great. He's fine and nothing more. He's great. Barry Bonds. Nope, not good. Frank Robinson. Nope. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Willie Mays. Yes. Mickey Mantle. No. <laughs> Frank Thomas. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, Ted Williams. Yes. I actually didn't know for sure that he had 500 home runs. He was pretty good. He was good, but... Not a great person, though. Uh, Reggie Jackson? No. I didn't think so. It's it's not Jim Tomey. There are no former Orioles on this list. Both Reggie Jackson and Jim Tomey are former Orioles. So is Sammy Sosa, and I wasn't going to guess him for what it's worth. But McGuire is not also. Yeah, that's a stunner. Real stun that Mark McGuire didn't have a 300 average. Mike Schmidt? No. Um, are they are they all super old? Is that one modern? The rest, modern, are, the rest old. are old. So who else is on there? Uh, Ernie Banks? No. Older than that? Some of them. Mel Ott? Yes. Okay, I would have. I mean, I don't know anything about Mel Ott, the baseball player. Unfortunately, six letters in his name. There is that, and he hit 500 home runs. I could not. And he hit 300. Great, thank yeah. you. I do know that now, yeah. but I didn't know that previously. I believe he played for the New York Giants, but I don't know that. I couldn't tell you. Eddie Matthews. No. You're forgetting somebody, for what it's worth. I'm forgetting apparently a few people. Yeah, that's true. But, like, you should have probably guessed this person by now. I should have guessed. Babe Ruth? Yes. I didn't know for sure that he was a 300 hitter. I'm just being honest with you. He was. Still probably worth guessing. Fine. I mean, (laughs) we're at the point where I should just guess everybody that was a uh, hitter because I've gotten all of them wrong. Um... This was a one old one. Like it's not Manny Ramirez. Is it Manny Ramirez? He was a three hundred hitter. Manny Ramirez. Really? Is the recent one? Holy crap! I can't believe Manny Ramirez is a three hundred hitter. So you're missing one, an old timer. Cap Anson. No. Nap Lajoy. No. Somebody named like. Stone Shoes or something like that. I don't think that was his nickname. <laughs> no. uh, his nickname was The Beast. Was it? And also another one that would give it away more easily. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy Fox. That's the one. I have no, also I nicknamed cannot, Double X. If you say so. I had no idea that Jimmy Fox was nicknamed The Beast. Yeah, I didn't either. Jimmy Fox was Philadelphia? He played in Boston. Yeah, the Le- Did he play in the Red Sox? Yeah. All right, maybe it was a Red Sox. I don't. Dude, how would I? Remember? He played for Philly, Boston, right. Chicago, and Philly. Oh, I named Philly. The I got Athletics that. And the Phillies. I got that right. Well, I didn't know he played for both. I knew <laughs> he played for the Athletics. I did not know that he played for the Phillies. All right, there you go. That's it's that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. All right. Uh, here's what's coming up. Uh, uh, by the way, a, a tidbit was also brought to you today by Sports and Social. Still have fantasy draft packages available. They start at just $250. They include space for 12 people, your draft board, two orders of two platters of 24 wings, four towers worth of beer, three orders of nachos with guacamole, and much more. They have dynamic pricing options available for packages that include like a massage chair, a model to host the draft, stuff like that. Find out more by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. Events at sportssocialmd.com. All right. Um, Tubular. Tubular is brought to you today by uh, the Purple Takeover, Great Eights Memorabilia. It's coming to the Maryland State Fair. You're going to want to be there to meet the Baltimore football stars of the past, present, and future. Go right now to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. In order to find out more, you can also go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser to find out about the Purple Takeover. No, sorry, to find out about the Tyus Bowser Show. What am I doing? 
I'm, I'm so, I'll explain why I'm flustered in a second. To find out more about the Tyus Bowser show, which we will be doing all over town, eight of them this fall, with the Baltimore linebacker, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser is how you find out more about that. Orioles back in action. Dylan Bundy's pitching in Baltimore tonight. How about that? No hate in my heart. I, I, you know what? I don't really have any hate for Dylan Bundy at all. Dylan Bundy and Spencer Watkins, 7 o'clock on Masson, Angels, Orioles. Masson, 2 for Nationals, Marlins, 7. MLB Network, Mariners, Athletics, 3.30. Yankees, Braves at 7. ESPN coverage of the Little League World Series at 3 and 7.30. Dodgers, Padres at 10. NBC Sports, Washington, LA Sparks, Washington Mystics at 7. ESPN 2, Seattle Storm, Minnesota Lynx at 7. Uh, FS1, the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge. I know you never miss that annually. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. NBCSN for coverage of the Paralympics at 10. USA for WWE NXT at 8. Some non-sports highlights. American Ninja Warrior, 8 o'clock on NBC. Fallon has Kelly Clarkson. Everyone loves Kelly Clarkson. Kimmel. This is the... Aha. My mistake. Yes. That was Monday. Oh, great. Don't watch any of those things. They're not available to you. 8 o'clock. Food Network. Lego Masters, 8 o'clock. Fox. Uh, do, 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 TBS Miracle Workers 10:30 Hard Knocks 10 o'clock on HBO. If anyone watches the Capital One College Bowl, then it's 10 o'clock, and you probably knew that. Uh, Andy Samberg is on Jimmy Fallon, Melissa McCarthy, Ben Falcone, JB Smoove, New Surgeon Season of Curb coming out in October. Oh, uh, that's on. God, how Seth great was Myers. the Spider-Man trailer last night? It was too. pretty good. Although, Jesus, what's the deal that's... with these subtitles? You don't trust us well, to be able to read? No, 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 dude. That's like a new because uh, this is for uh, disabled. Exactly right. Enough, like right, it's I'm a, a new thing you're supposed to do on social media now. In fact, like it, there's been a big push to get everybody to subtitle videos on on. Fair social enough. Media. Look, I don't want to be inconsiderate. Yep. Um, but it's distracting sometimes. But I can hear. Uh, so it's d- not by, for by me. the way, uh, how, d- distracting. Uh, does it compare to not being able to hear? No. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Corden has Lord. That's it. Okay. Well, that's uh, so Lizzo's Randy, on Kimmel. Randy Marsh. And stuff and things, glennclarkradio.com. All right, very good. Uh, don't forget that you can still sign up to win a pre-draft consultation with our Pressbox Fantasy Football expert, Ken Zalis, and personalized weekly advice throughout the season. Go to pressboxonline.com slash contest to sign up to win. Got to get in by September 2nd because, you know, you got to get in before your draft. Get in by 4 o'clock on September 2nd, pressboxonline.com slash contests. Thanks today to Jeremy Fowler. Um, getting a lot of reaction on Twitter. I, you know, we did. I, 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 pr- I pr- hope that you'll go back and listen to the whole thing, so you hear what how we went about it and what we said and all that. I hope you'll do that. Thanks also to uh, Kevin Smith. Thanks to Dan Hicks from NBC, and thanks as well to Mike Pereira. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Drew Forrester will join us via Zoom tomorrow. Oh, good. Uh, irons and fires, stuff and things. There we go. You know. There's our guys. Thanks, everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the U.S. Army, CCBC, MDOT, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, BMW Championship, the Maryland Five Star, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at K Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.